everyone and welcome to episode 490 of Conversation Street, the Coronation Street podcast featuring a very young Gemma and also um, Michael who's going to be even younger than Gemma tomorrow when it's her birthday. Oh, I'll never be this young again. Happy birthday for tomorrow. This, when this episode is out, it's your birthday. I didn't know whether you'd want to mention that but I'm glad you did. Happy birthday to you. Happy uh, birthday to you and so on. Oh, you're edging ever closer to 40 Gemma. How old are I? I forget. How old are you tomorrow? 39. Are you 39 tomorrow? So, How old are you? Yeah, you are. Oh my God, I'm 30. Um, I hadn't even thought about that. I literally, I knew it was your, obviously knew it was your birthday coming up. I had bought you a card, which you <laughs> opened when it came through the post the other you day. You told me to open it. I didn't know that's what it was. But I hadn't actually thought that you're 39. Never mind, at least it's not 40, Why eh? Why on earth are you doing this? <laughs> what a stupid and weird thing to say to your wife. Well, this is good, isn't Jokes it? Because on you, Michael. I know, it's not 49, because that's, that'd be like what the episode is on, times 10. Just shut up. I will shut up now. We're what are we talking about, about today? episodes of Coronation Street broadcast between the 27th of September mm-hmm. and the 1st of October. That's episodes 10,440. I don't know dates. What episode number is that? And 10,445. Thank you very much. Okay, lovely. Um, yeah, but anything we going on this week? More house stuff. I've made two bedside tables this week. If anyone's interested in the in the house updates, no hedges need trimming yet. Yeah, I... they do. I keep looking out the window. What? Seriously, you haven't yeah. told me this. Yeah, seriously. I, I do think that I need to cut the grass before the end of the year because when it gets yeah. to kind of autumn time, I don't usually cut the grass until like October to. September <laughs> I don't I don't know yes, I, I think I might be able to get away with not cutting the grass we've got um, plenty of other things to do in the house we put little sticky hooks up on the wall for our keys last night that was our latest achievement wasn't it um, what else have we done working yeah, out that we don't know how to attach the lampshades to the lamps yes and trying to get our lights to work Keep we've still got boxes all over the place and going I really need somebody to screw this into the wall should I ask my husband? You, you need a real man, don't no, you, for a variety of things? he's too busy making fun of me for being one year older yeah. on my birthday. But I'm, I'm liking the house. I'm feeling at home now. This doesn't feel... like up, up until recently, it just still kind of felt like a holiday home that I was in. But I think I'm settled in. Well, the cat's still not been allowed out. She is not, no, she's not allowed outside. We, we don't know what to do with her because we're having some people come to completely redo our roof in like two weeks, is it? Well, they're coming on Monday. They're coming on Monday to put the scaffolding up, but we're having our roof tiles done... In a few weeks' time, is I that right? Know. So we don't know whether to let Abby out. Is she no. going to get scared by the, all these things we need to consider? It's hard. This is not but, to do with coronation streak. No, but people like to know our updates. Um, before we start, as well, I know. No, I'm going to mention that later. I'm going to forget I said it. I think. Um, I should just go on with a quiz. Should we do a quiz? Makes <laughs> about coronation street. I reckon, because I I did a quiz today, and it is for things between twenty seventh of September and the first of October, which is coincidence. Yeah. Using a one and six. Okay. Um, I sort Fire of off. From away, Coronation I mean. Street. <laughs> Fire off. <laughs> Fire off your questions at me. CoronationStreet.fandom.com. Coropedia, the ultimate source for all of your information if you're writing a quiz. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just a little distracted and by the cat. The, the cat is sitting next to me like on the bedside going. table. She looks like she's looking for somewhere high to jump. She looks like she's going to jump on the top of the. Of the she said um... she's found the she's found the top of the the inside of the wardrobe, hasn't she? Yeah. She, she the thing that she likes about this house the most is that there's a whole load of little nooks for her to go and squirrel herself away in. Yesterday so she, she sat on top of the wardrobe, didn't she? She was ready to launch herself at the front door. And we can be like, oh no, where's anyway, the cat go on, gone? Sorry, sorry, she's quick. escaped. It is, uh, I, I'm not used to not being able to find the cat. Well, Within about, you know, 10 seconds because our old house was so tiny. If we yeah. didn't know the cat was, walk around a bit, there she is. And yeah. now, like, could <laughs> now she could be Just anywhere. wait until she's outside. Okay, quiz time. Quiz me, baby. And there's also, which is weird, is what? in this house there are rooms that you don't go in very much, which is not... That crazy. is really weird. Like, in our old house, we had, what, five rooms, yeah, maybe? Five and we all, rooms. They were all, you know, got used pretty much all the time. But with this, it's like, we've got two bathrooms now. I've never had two bathrooms. Even when I was growing up, I didn't have a house with two bathrooms. No. And now... We've got, I've got one bathroom that I literally never go. It's the cat's bathroom, isn't it? We put a, we put a litter box <laughs> in there. She has her own private bathroom. And we, so stupid. And that one's got a window. The bathroom we use doesn't even have a window on. But no. it does have fancy, fancy flashing coloured lights. It's so tacky. Need to move those and get them taken out. Why? Quiz. I think, they're, I think they're funny. We need to do a quiz. I'm just... It's, Abby. Abby's going to sit there quietly. Drugs. Okay, I'm listen. I'm putting this off. I'm going to do really well on this quiz. I can feel 27th it. 27th of September, 1991. 1991. Yes. Gail gets married. Yes. Which mug is it this time? <laughs> I really that would be Martin mug. Yes, Martin mug. <laughs> we did our Patreon episode this. It was last weekend, wasn't it, where we ranked Gail's top five husbands. Yeah. So if you are a Patreon member on um, the is it Speedal tier above? No, Bistro tier above, and then you get to um, hear Gemma and I discussing who's number one. Is it Martin Gemma? No. It's spoiler for anyone. Sorry if you yeah, feel good like argument. you're a patriot and you think we shouldn't if be revealing wanna, that, you, that Martin is not number if one. If one of your favourite things about this podcast is arguing. That, and also Gemma winning arguments because well, I can never win an argument spoiler, with Gemma. Don't spoil anything. Twenty <laughs> okay. seventh of September, 1996. Oh, you're looking at my phone. I'm not. Curly falls foul of the rules of which secret organisation? Um, the Square Dealers, surely. What part was he hoping to join? The inner rectangle. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I'd let me in, wouldn't they? <laughs> yes. Okay, 28th of September, 1940. <laughs> you didn't think I'd get that, did you? <laughs> no. I'm disappointed. Um, listen, 28th of September, 1946. What? That wasn't even in Emma um, Ogden is born, but what is her birth name? Should know this. What was Alma's name? Frida. Yeah. Frida. Frida. Frida Weatherfield one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish we made t-shirts. That would be a funny one. Twenty-eight. Nobody would buy it because everyone hates Frida. Twenty-eighth <laughs> <laughs> of September, nineteen sixty-six. Jed Stone is arrested for dealing in stolen goods. How long is it before he appears on the street again? What was the date of this? 1966. Oh, this is a this is one of those trick questions, wasn't it? Right, okay. It's, it's not a trick question. I'm going to say... Do I have a two cameras? Uh, 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 43 years. Oh, 42. Was it? Really? Oh, God. <laughs> Nice try. Oh, thank you. Uh, 29th... Doesn't that even get half a mark for that? No, for not don't. saying, Zero. like, six months or something. 29th of September, 2006. Final appearance of which barmaid? Which year? 19... No, 2006. 
Um, ooh. 2006. Um, Shelley? Shelley what? Unwin? Yes. Hey, that was, that was good. Well done. You're doing really well. I know, thanks. <laughs> 30th of September, 1991. we nearly 500 episodes of this, Gemma, and I'm starting to get worried. Doing... We have actually got absolutely no plans for episode 500. It's 10 weeks away. <laughs> Next one. Um, 30th of September, 1991. Ivy is annoyed with Barbara Platt for getting drunk in front of the children. Hmm. Who is Barbara Platt? Barbara Platt, um, Martin's mum. Yes. Could have been sister. Could have been. Could have been daughter. No. Could have been unlikely. Cousin. Could have uh, been alter ego. Could have been. <laughs> Why not? Thirtieth um, of September, two thousand and sixteen. Why is Todd horrified when Sarah tells him she's buying a flat with the money Stephen Reed gave her for her shares in the business? Two thousand and sixteen. Todd was horrified at Sarah. Oh, I've got some money. I'm just going to buy a flat. It's a Pat's flat. What's wrong with that? It's dodgy. Calcutta Street. Scam. Scam. Flat scam. Pat's flat. Flat scam. 1st of October 2001. Gina confronts her parents after their meeting. 2001. Oh, Gina. Not Okay, that Gina. What do you think I said? No, I thought I was, oh, I was thinking I've, Gina. Sorry, I pronounced it G-E-E-N-A. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, Gina, Gina. Gina confronts her parents after their meeting with her and Dev goes wrong. What does her mother admit? Um, I, I, she, she doesn't like Dev, does she? I don't know whether it's all, how how this is tied into it, but she was a little bit racist against Dev, wasn't she? Can you be a little bit racist? Was, was Gina's mum? Yes, she doesn't like him because he's a Hindu. Yeah, and he's too old. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you can only change one of those things. <laughs> And you probably don't want to change both. No. Well, you'd actually prefer to become younger. Yeah. Is that well it? done. You've got... Oh, brilliant. I did, I did eight really Eight out of well. nine. Eight That's nine. probably you your much. best score for a long time. Thank you very much. Because you've been really crap recently. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. just proving with my young brain cells of mine that I've still got it. Why are you being like this? <laughs> it's just the birthday ribbon. Is it? You know, tradition. <laughs> Is that what It's to get that you is? back for getting me back with the flipping pinch and a punch. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? Because it's been at least a year now that Gemma and I have been in fierce competition with pinch punch first of the month. And we do going other through countries where... do this? I don't know whether other countries do it. But I think it started, it started during lockdown last year, didn't it? And we would be <laughs> various ways. Like as soon as after, as soon as midnight struck yeah. at the front, the one of us would launch at the other one, pinch punch at them, and then I'd forget, and then you'd forget, and then there was that one time when you got mad at me because I went in to kiss <laughs> you, you, and then pinch yeah. punched you, and you really did you wouldn't speak to me for an hour or something, and then last night, like I was in bed, and you'd come into the bedroom. You, you have woken me up to do it before, yeah, haven't I do. you? In the middle of that, last yeah. night I was still awake. I don't care. I'll wake oh, you up. Man. I'm going to get you back because, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get you back. Who's I got a birthday coming up? I don't know why you, would, why are you being so cruel. Who's got a birthday coming up aside from you, Gemma? Apparently, there's a theory that it was to do with George Washington. Oh. Um, <laughs> when he was president, apparently he met local Indian tribes on the first day of each month and would supply fruit punch with an added pinch of salt. This became known as pinch and punch on the first of the really? month. This is from. I don't believe. Can I just say that sounds like one of these like backwards versus retcon things. Like what? Yeah, like, what, like a mouse. Yeah, it, it's, that stands this, for whatever. 
This, um, I'm, I'm afraid, the source of that was the sun, so you can't be aware of it. Go on, who has got a birthday coming up? Simon Gregson. of October, Gabrielle Day, who played BT Pearson. Simon Gregson, who played Steve McDonald. Scott Wright, who played Sam Kingston. Oh, do you say, oh, we've been watching it, your favourite Sam. I love him so much. <laughs> He's such a gormless idiot. You, you just wait until we get on. We're in, where are we now? We're in early 2003, so it's going to be another month or two maybe before we talk He's about the first half of 2000. Sa- Sam has been a standout character in, really in like many him. ways. We've not even seen his Mars Python routine, have we? No, So despite true. that, he still made an impression wow. on you. Wow, imagine if I'd seen that too. And Tom Hudson, who is Paul Clayton II. Nice. 5th of October, Fred Feast, who played Fred G, and Stephanie Cole, played Sylvia Goodwin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just no, kind of think about Fred Feast about that. What we read in the Bill Podmore was it the Bill Podmore book about him, and he was being, being not not too complimentary about about Fred. Sixth <laughs> of October, Eileen Derbyshire plays Emily Bishop. Never hear a bad word about that woman. Thank you for saying plays and not played because, because I've not given up no, on the dream exactly. of Emily coming back. Seventh of October, writer Jim Allen, and the eighth of October, who it's Sol Harris, who played Ryan Connor the second. He did indeed. So there you go. That's yeah. the that's the intro done. Intro done. Well, let's let's do the second bit then, which is street which talk. Which is the main bit. The main bit of the podcast. Yeah, we'll do that. Coming bit right now. now. Right. Okay, Gemma. I'm, I'm excited about this because we've got this Why week. Are you on... excited? You said you haven't been following anything that's gone on. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not excited about talking. No, I, this, this has been weird this week's Coronation Street. I think it's because we've been you know busy with house stuff and everything. I've, I've I've been watching it, but not necessarily taking on board what's been happening with it. I, I, it hasn't grabbed me this week. Um, although, my I was starting to get a bit angry. I was sort of bubbling up a little bit with all the Imran stuff towards the end of today's episode because they're oh, messing with me. Exciting. They're what's messing with on? me. I've got my theory, actually. Now, what I'm excited about oh, is that I've got some there? truly terrible storyline titles, and you don't know what they are yet, do you? So this oh. is genuine live reaction. I've not really put much in, um, effort into these, and they're all a bit terrible pun storylines. So, um, first off, Gemma, oh I, haven't, oh, I haven't even got my notes document up. Oh, I did blast. wonder why you were, had the cabin there. Now, here it is. I'm still getting. There we go. Okay, right. Um, first off, Gemma, the Imran storyline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ready? I know. I've heard of him. Who's Sabine, a naughty boy, then? <laughs> Thank you. That's my first one. I and can't then, then we've got the, the map. notes now. Oh, hang on. Let me just zoom in. Oh man, this is all going wrong. We, this we, is live. This is live. Just deal with it. Just, I'm not editing this. I haven't got time. Right. Who's Sabine a naughty boy then, Gemma, is our first storyline. Then we've got the um, the Max Payne storyline. And then Audrey going deaf. Or, is, is she going not deaf, deaf sorry. Blind? She's blind. She's going blind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> storyline title is Audi No Visual. Oh. Or do you know visual? No. Yeah, yeah. No. That's good, it's good. Next. <laughs> um, next one, this is about Corey getting in the football squad and Kevin and Tim go down there to have a protest. Okay. They go down to the football grounds. You've got a lot of football slang in your vocabulary, don't you? So uh, I'm expecting something great. Grounds for complaint. <laughs> <laughs> That's my worst one. Why does that get <laughs> Okay, next one. we got the Baileys. They're a bit poor at the moment, yeah? I've right. got a storyline title for that. 
Bailey got two pennies to rub together. <laughs> Can well, you get really, warmed that, up to this now? They've got two pennies there. That's good. <laughs> and, um, and then finally we got the Smoke and Maria story, which didn't actually really feature Maria in this week. Really not what's happening. It's, it's the car parking story with Sally and Fitter Fergus today. She was, she was, and she was trying to re-recruit um, Aggie to join her Sally Army, wasn't she? Sally Army, I like that one. <laughs> okay, right. Well, can I can I do the... Oh, no. Hang on. What, no, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, you're right. We did say before we started talking about this we needed to chat Horonation Street talking about excellent puns everybody what do you reckon about that so they're doing something Halloween-y for Coronation Street and there was things that they're so excited about this as well because they can't even wait until Halloween to do this so this this is super soap week for the year presumably isn't it mid-October Coronation Street and Emmerdale like to do their big spectacular stuff and something is going down on Horonation Street (laughs) on the week of October the 18th I think that's a, well, yeah, that's a Monday. It's that's opening. A Monday. It's, I, I got the impression. Mm. Oh, is this just... Yeah, it, this it's is the going from Monday. It. Yeah, sorry. There's a poster. And I spotted this in the bistro over someone's shoulder. And I said, Michael, did you see there was a poster that said Horonation Street? Mm. And then later, Debbie like actually comes out and literally tells everybody. So I was like, oh. Yeah, so Me noticing I... was of no So this, this is then, something that, the beast, that Debbie is putting on at the bistro. I mean, this... This um, kind of kicks Roy's theme nights into place, doesn't it? Yeah, total rubbish. It? So, it's running from the Monday the 18th of October until Monday the 1st of November. So I think that just kind of means we've got two weeks of maybe something quite cool and I'm spooky so on Coronation Street happening for their Super Soap Week. And this is a quite decently designed poster. We're just having a look at the um, ITV Cory Twitter, aren't we? There's this quite spooky clown yeah. um, that looks a little Chesney-ish I, I have to say sort of eating what just because he's got red hair yeah. you've got to think about this <laughs> and, oh maybe I could, oh, yeah and he's kind of he's eating his um, eating the sign and, 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 and we got the House of Horrors £10 um, I, I, I don't know whether whose house is, is the Gales? most horrific house yeah maybe Gail's house Has someone's been murdered in there um, well, someone's murdered everywhere to be fair they've got Brewery Lane free entry into Brewery Lane Nice. Uh, beer tent, 18 plus. Now, what I don't understand about the design of this beer tent bit of the logo is it does kind of look like it's sponsored by Nickelodeon with that big old orange splat, doesn't it? I don't know if that's what they were going for. Um, but, uh, yeah, but 18 plus orange splat Nickelodeon? I don't know, it doesn't work. 4pm till frightfully late. And um, DJ sets nightly. So oh, Ryan's got a Ryan's gig. Ryan's got a gig in there, hasn't Ryan he? Yeah, gigs, the only yeah. DJ in Weatherfield. There's food and drink there. With beer tent. Um, and children under 12 must be accompanied by an adult. Wow. I say just leave them at home. Don't bring them. So take, Sam everything. can go along. He's all right. But, um, I'm so excited. Um, re- yeah, so Debbie's organising this, isn't she? Correct. Seems to be. And I think that she's organised this on the basis of the fact that she's got a discounted evil haunted helter skelter that she thinks is is a great bargain and it's covered in fake blood yeah but it's actually real. It's actually a real. Yeah, the 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 the, the site. Who was it? Derek, wasn't it? That fell off of that a couple of years ago. The In Christmas the winter thing. wonderland. This is going to be so cool. I'm very much looking forward to this. Now there has been lots of rumours going around, uh, well, and reports, I suppose, about what is also happening on um, Super what? Soap Week this year. What are you, you talking about? You, I'm not going to say anything. And I, I'm, I've been trying to avoid these. Spoilers. I've been doing quite well at avoiding spoilers this past month, I have to say. Thank you very much, Rebecca, for sending all our news in. But I do know that there is something going on big that is uh, 
happening on that week as well. I don't want to say anything it's else, but it should, there should be lots to look forward to mid-October on Coronation Street and the, the, the horror theme. I hope it's not silly because um, we, we do like a bit of spookiness, well, don't we, here? Black Bull Butcher is probably... I'm going to make an appearance. Probably like the, what's it called? The, the guest the of honour. <laughs> oh, what okay. to expect from Coronation Street when it comes to... <laughs> they have had the odd um, like horror in the, the um, spooky fancy dress on Cory before, haven't they? I love it. Should be good, should be good. I, I can't wait to see that. I love anyway. Halloween so much. I know, one month away, Gemma. October is my month. I it started it. to feel alternate last. We've definitely yeah. had an Indian summer here in the UK this year, haven't we? I've been mm. loving it. But we've had a couple of days worth of rain, so it's I been think very rainy. it's on the turn. Hooray. Right, okay. Like, um, who's Sabine, a naughty boy then? The answer is Imran. But who's he been, who's, who's, who's Sabine, Sabine, a naughty and... boy with? Still don't really know by the end of this week, so um, let's let's find out what's been going on there. So this is also Kelly. Um, she hasn't been sentenced. I've kind of forgotten that she hadn't had her sentencing at the beginning of this week. I was like, over that, whatever. But um, she's got her sentencing on Wednesday this week, and Imran comes visiting her in, in prison, and she's, she's very down in the dumps, isn't she? We had that Mia the other week who... Hasn't been in it since this week, has she? The, the one who, oh, right, um, yeah. who knows her, who, you know, yeah, who's her terrorised dad, by her dad. Her mum um, killed her Yeah, so, so... No, she had an overdose. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Kelly is um, very isolated in prison. Imran comes visiting, but she's like, no, I, I, there's nothing I can do. Give up on me. And he's like, no, I promise to keep fighting for you. So he goes um, back to the office. So a bit of a moan from Adam, because he's been neglecting his other cases in favour of Kelly's. And we get to see a couple of scenes this week of Adam trying to... Um, like, are you going to do any work? Yeah, maybe. And uh, how many how many cases have we seen Adam working on in the past few months? I, I can't. I, I, or the past year, even. Yeah, I don't well, know. He hasn't done he anything. He just gets his head down and gets on with it, doesn't he? Anyway, Imran says, I promise that I'm going to be more on it once the sentencing is done on Wednesday. So, we have Sabine coming back again. I did wonder whether we'd see her again, but she's back to the show and she comes asking Imran to collaborate on a case with her. It's the Harvey Gaskell case. Now, there's a blast from the fairly recent past, but one that I definitely as well had thought was over. I was not expecting to hear the name Harvey Gaskell again. It's making me wonder whether we'll see Sharon back again. Um, I, right, remind, you, remind so thick Harvey, people like me. <laughs> Harvey Gaskell was... He's the drug he's the, he's the druggie played by Will Meller, That's who was it. getting Simon into all oh, sorts yeah. of scrapes earlier on this year oh, with Jacob. And, um, and I, did, I, I have to say, looking back at Harvey earlier this year, it felt like it was a character who... He was kind of bigged up quite a bit in the press and everything beforehand. Like, look, we got Will Meller. Oh, look, he's playing a bad guy. Yeah. And then, and then the, he kind of fizzled out a little bit, and then he went. He just to sat on his and bed, he, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He just I mean, spent a lot of time on, on his phone. Um, so I, I'm glad that we get some kind of. Um, Do you think we're going to uh, actually closure see him? on it? Yeah, sure. Uh, surely we will. I, I don't think there's any. I don't think they'd have brought up this case and have it and Sabine trying to get him running in it if we weren't going to see him. So yeah, look out for that. Maybe that's going to be to do with, um, I don't know when this case is supposed to be, but that, that seems pretty horrific if it's, could be could be tied into the Super Soap week as well. I don't know, just because it was it felt big at the beginning boring. of the year, didn't I don't, it? Drug stories are boring, honestly. Sorry. It, it, it's had its highs and its lows. Anyway, so Sabine says, I've got Harvey Gaskell's case. And it, do you want to help me out on it? Do you want to do a little bit of collaborating? And everyone's like, I probably better not. Like I'm what already me... a pariah on the street. I don't need to also try to get off the guy that's everyone else's. Well, hates. also the fact that he he um he was terrorising Leanne, his kind of sister-in-law. 
<laughs> exactly. So probably not a very good idea. And I, I wish that there had been a scene where he had said that to Sabine and she'd been like, you all, you all know each other around here. This is really weird. <laughs> yeah. People don't talk to their neighbours like this. You know that, don't you? What's happened to you? We haven't got any updates about our neighbours this week for the podcast, have we? I don't think we've spoken. We're not. No. Anyway, um, Sabine says, oh, really? You seem very moralistic, considering... That's interesting, considering what happened on the night of the trial. <laughs> and I was like, no, I was trying to deny that this had ever happened, but it looks like... Imran and Sabine did make the beast with two backs on the night of the trial and that's what I was thinking for the whole of the week and then I was like no no anyway um, she says and also you 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 lost your last case, didn't you? This is a this is a definite win. This a, this is, could rebuild your reputation if you get him off. And uh, he's starting to look like he might bend on this, like idiot. Um, so the beast, what an idiot he really is. Like, what, don't, why don't even you... go there, Imran. He doesn't know, does he? he doesn't he's, he hasn't agreed to it so far. But goes... also, I just want to say to Sabine um, here, what, like, I don't want to be mean to Imran, but he is technically a loser. Why would you pick him to be on your team? How is she justifying this to anybody that she like? She surely he's, this what, is not how he's, 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 he's a work. famous barrister. No, what is he? Solicitor, advocate, or whatever he is. They got Jeff sent down. Do they headhunt each other? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I think she. I don't know. She. She's got, bit, I think she's. She does have some feelings for him. Would you be, be a bit suspicious if she came to you and you're like a partner in the firm? And she's like, can we hire Imran? Why? Well, he lost his last case, but only because I'm so good. <laughs> well, we've got you. What do we need him for? And isn't your isn't he your ex husband? Well, oh, there's nothing to do with it. No. Maybe she just wants to make herself look extra good against him. Isn't he but... that man that works at the solicitors with all the spiders that live in the kitchen? <laughs> what did they want? The dirty uh, toilet. What was it? A saucepan-sized spider or something like this? They said. I can't well, remember. I, I wrote this. Was, um... Sat- oh no, a satellite dish-sized spider, actually. Yeah, um, anyway, Inman's like, no, and he toes and tells Toya about Sabine's offer, although he doesn't go into the exact details. He's like, oh, I can't tell, tell you what, what the case, case is. is. He says that there's a big high-profile case, um, the money would be good, but I, I'm not really money. sure about it. And she, well, she, well, she says, if you believe in the case, go for it, but if you don't, don't. So Sabine goes visiting Inman later on in the episode, and he's like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, and she's like, oh, well, you'll never play the big girls with that attitude. She, and then this kind of ties Is in very much with what we've seen. she talking about her seen. boobs? What? You never play with the big girls? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> but did he play with the big girls on the night of the we trial? We don't know. Whose girls was he playing with? He, he must have been. Um, yeah, we, we, we... Maybe he was playing with some lads. We don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, um, it, we, this ties in with what she was saying uh, in the previous weeks, that for her, winning is the only thing that's important. She she doesn't care whether, you know, guilty, yeah. innocent, whatever. She just wants to, you know, have another tally on the... you know, the Bedpost. On the wall of her winning office chart or whatever Winning office got. chart. So, back home I later... I got this from Etsy. Back home later, Imran says... Um, to Toya that no, I've turned the case down I didn't believe in it and Toya's kind of relieved actually because she doesn't trust Sabine or and a I big think, girl I think that she is right I think she's right as well I think I, think... I would I, I can't I cannot believe that Imran even gave Sabine the time of day he's such after a donkey this. isn't he he so is he so so oh, is maybe I should think about it so um, Wednesday then um, Toya and Imran are in the cafe um, and he's and they're, they're talking about the Kelly's the sentencing that's happening today and the fact that minimum 12 years after she was um, found guilty of murder 
Um, and and he's thinking, oh, maybe I can change the judge's mind or something, or make a. I don't maybe, understand I don't why know. anybody. I don't know. Yeah, I do. But he's he's doing his speech writing, isn't he again? Yeah. Um, so and meanwhile, Kevin is wondering whether Abby's going to come along because she's still on the run somewhere. Um, after the whole trial, she did a bunk, and um, she Deb, told Debbie she doesn't like him anymore. She, did he she? I don't take love him. Him. No, it's like what this might just turn who up. pass up this? It's because she Abby must be lost her mind. I, I don't think Abby knows that they got the wrong person. I think didn't they? Doesn't she? So she she wants to see Corey going down. Really, that's not happening. Well, Corey winked so, at her, and then she ran away yeah. forever. So Debbie um, is going to go along for moral support instead with Kevin. So they get to court. Um, Sabine's there. She wishes Imran luck. She's been a bit kind of nicey nicey to him, isn't she? Um, and I, I, I was kind of going, was going back and forth as we went on about whether she was genuinely being nice to him, whether it's really a case of, um, you know, no hard feelings, that kind of thing, or whether she's trying to get back with him or whether she's just trying to butter him up to go on this Gaskell case. I don't know. Um, she, he's... she offers to look at his speech and he's like, I don't want anything to do with you, actually. Well, he's like, he, he kind of was being nice to her and talking and chatting. And then, and then the next minute she, he's like, sod off. Yeah. I'm just going to pause yeah. this a minute because there's lots of strange noises coming from the other side of the house and I think Abby's got herself in some kind of mischief. I'll be back in a second. Okay, I'm back. She's fine. She, I, I, I don't know. She's just jumping around on some boxes somewhere. I, 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 I'm terrified she's going to get caught up in the blinds one of these days. Anyway, so Toya turns up and um, and, and he says, oh yeah, well, sorry, Sabine was just asking me about this other case and I'm not doing it. Working together with my ex would not work. <laughs> um, so... Um, Abby turns up at, sorry no she doesn't Abby doesn't turn up at the court R. Kelly takes the stand and we get the prosecutor who um, sums up, who reminds everybody of what went on you know that time that Kelly kicked Seb to death what a <laughs> what an unviolent unrepentant young toe rag that Kelly Nealon is, is and the, they should throw the book at her your honour this is the trouble about cases where the defendant maintains their innocence even if they're found guilty well I found it very interesting the language that Imran was using when he got to say his thing because well, he couldn't say she didn't she do didn't it do she it. really didn't yeah. do it he had to say oh, like it's an established fact of, of law now yeah he, he said she she made some mistakes I can't remember Real what powers. he said exactly <laughs> he, and she was like oh and, and uh, regrettable incident or whatever so regrettable he, did, incident. <laughs> he didn't say that she did it but he wasn't saying that you said she was guilty. I'm not going to... You know. So, yeah, he, he says, please. Um, she's she, vulnerable. She, she's vulnerable. Sad. She had Rick Nealon as a father, Laura as a mum. She was neglectful. She was the she one that convinced Kelly like not to this. cooperate with the police. Kelly admits she's that no, it's now she's wrong. She's only kicked one person to death. She's no previous convictions, Your Honour. Forget yeah. about that sharing the video online thing. That's probably That's not, not really allowed. But anyway, please take this into account. Judge sums up. What a nasty crime it was, basically. And, um, and he's she's... like, the judge is like, I was a mega goth when I was a girl, and I'm not having this. People kicking each other to death <laughs> for being a goth. She was, she was a vicar when she was a girl, don't you remember? Keep Are you saying vicars can't be goths? <laughs> she was in... You're she, prejudiced. It's been on, on Classic Coronation Street on ITB3 this week. It's been Roy and Haley's wedding, so we've hmm. got to see... Judge, what's her face? GD. Being Jessica Lundy. Um, so anyway, she's sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum of 15 years to be served, which is... Right. Um, Shocking stuff. There's well, also really. been a very high-profile case in um, the media. I'm sure if you're from this country, you have not failed to notice this horrible. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't about. know what you're talking about. It's not. It's not funny. What is it? It's um, 
it's the way is it Wayne Cousins because I haven't heard anyone say it out loud it's this police officer that was found guilty of murdering that girl Michael I don't know what you're talking about um Sarah Everard I think oh maybe I recognize that name um but but I just want to point out because um there's a difference in this country between um whole life sentences and life sentences so he's he this guy um this murderer was given a whole life sentence which means he's never going to be let out of prison mm. but she's been given a life sentence which is 15 years i i wondered whether that and was just average is... life of a soap character 15 years not bad it's that's not... <laughs> especially well... when you associate it with the wrong ones anyway imran says yes i'm so sorry sorry did a bit of a rubbish job there, didn't I? Sentencing's over. Sabine comes over to him and she's trying to be nice again, but he's like, I don't want to hear it. Leave me the hell alone. Kevin comes stomping out with his size sevens. <laughs> and he has a massive go at Sabine. He's like, Rara, everybody knows that Corey's guilty. You got him off. Rara. And then he just got, and then he hits him. And then Imran's like, hold on a minute. It was amazing. And then it was Kevin just like ridiculous. gives him. Imran, yeah, Imran. Without even he, Imran is behind Kevin, just doing his kind of withering look that he sometimes does. Um, yeah, and he comes up, put his hands on Kevin's shoulder, and Kevin's like, yeah, I, I can't Kevin's have... like, does like a ninja, like, it was, it was a total ninja like, block, like, wasn't like, it? Like it was a, a counter. Miss, no, it was a Miss Piggy, like, <laughs> Whacks Imran on the face. And um, it, and then um, that's the end of the first episode, wasn't it, on, on Wednesday? And I everyone's think. shocked. Everyone's, everyone's like, totally shocked. What's going to happen with Imran? about his beautiful right. face? I know, you're not the most handsome person on the street now, are no. you, Imran? Now your hmm? nose is all out of joint. <laughs> anyway, Kevin's, Kevin's just jealous. No, yeah, I yeah, know, he is, he is. He's sorry I after the Kevin break. just kind of like fumbles away. Sorry, like, mate. I didn't mean to do it. It was just the end, of the end of the episode and we needed a cliffhanger. It's like, um, okay, I panicked. I didn't know how to end the scene, so I just started punching in the face. <laughs> Standard Kevin response there. <laughs> Pretty much, isn't it? If you can't, if you, if, it, if you shout at it, it doesn't work. Just punch it or kick it or throw something like he was doing or, earlier. Or just fall over on the street <laughs> and smash your face into the cobbles. That sometimes works. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> Imran just wants to let it drop. And Sabine says, well, look, let's, let's take you to, I'll take you to hospital. He spent the rest of the episode looking like he's been nosing the jam. <laughs> nosing the jam? <laughs> Whose ha- jam has he been nosing? <laughs> so Toya clearly is not pleased with the idea that Imran goes hosp- goes to the hospital with uh, Sabine, but well, she's, she's got, got to look these, after yeah. Kelly or something. For God's so, sake, um... this bloody kid is more trouble... <laughs> In prison, then she was out of it. Now, what I really like when Imran and Sabine went to prison was they were still no, talking about the hospital. hospital. Sorry, so it's hard it's, to tell um, the difference. Kevin says to Sabine, "Oh, that was so out of character for Kevin." <laughs> no, Imran it wasn't says that Imran. About Kevin. Yeah, that was so out of character for Kevin. Imran, no. you've known him for what four years Imran now. Imran should have been like he's always punching people in the nose. He's like, we, <laughs> we, we don't, we don't, you know, don't feel we don't really don't hold a grudge anymore. That's we just don't what react. He does. It just encourages him to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you should press charges. He's like, no. Well, if we did it for every time, that poor man would never be out of jail. Yeah, so then Sabine's like, anyway, talking about pressing charges, oh, this Harvey Gaskell case, eh? Um, Wouldn't you like to get this poor drug dealer off? And then she flutters her eyelashes at him, but uh, it's no good, he's standing firm. Back on the street. He's one of these boring solicitors that only takes cases where he thinks that his client is innocent. (laughs) 
<laughs> Back on the street, we have Toya and Gary having a scene and together. And that's why which his kitchen's unusual. full of spiders, just to say. I bet Sabine's not seen a spider in her offices <laughs> for years. <laughs> um, he's probably got those spiders living in that powdered wig of his, hasn't he? Oh, God. That's scary and horrible. <laughs> Take that to Horonation Street. Yeah. Toya and Gary, what are they talking about? Oh, Gary, because Gary sneaks into court, doesn't he? He goes and has a bit of a watch of the, uh, of the sentencing and everything. And she's like, thanks for coming and supporting Kelly and everything. Um, she's on suicide she's a, watch. Yeah. Uh, and also, a man's very stressed at the moment. He didn't come home on the night of the verdict, even. It was so bad. And Gary's like, hmm, that's interesting. I saw him in town. You know how on the Coronation Street, we always happen to be in the right place at the right time to see people? That doesn't just happen here on, on Victoria Street and Coronation Street, you know. It also happens in town. I was there. I saw him going into a bar that night. Hmm, says Toya, because he claimed that he was in his office I'm all night. I'm confused as to what the hell he was up to then, because he was in his office for a lot of the time, and then he started staggering around, and then Sabine got him in her taxi. Yeah. Did they go to town then? Because I thought no, she no, said... No, they went back to her house. But he said he saw him in town, going into a bar. Yes. Look, we'll come to this later. We, we get past... You need the... to explain it to I me, will, Michael. I will later when it comes. I, I can't cope with this uncertainty. <laughs> right, so Toya phones Kelly and says, look... Don't gonna worry. be okay. Don't worry. You can phone years, us we'll whenever you like. Yeah. Don't. I mean, it was just the other day I was running through the woods, being chased by a rapist, and now I'm here. Exactly. Exactly. And that was that was longer than 15 years ago, wasn't it? That was like 20 years ago. Oh, it was just the other day. Oh, it's just 15 years ago. I was being chased down again by a rapist. We don't know what. No, no, no. We don't know what Toy was doing 15 years ago. What she went in the show then? She was running a juice bar in, in London with It was spider, just 15 years ago that I was trying to get Londoners to drink matcha powdered that's tea. It, and now suddenly it. everyone, everyone wants, wants to drink it, it and they got it at Pratt. <laughs> but my, no, when I was trying to sell it, no, no, nobody wanted it. Right. Not better about it anyway. Kelly, Kelly says, how are you? Kelly says she wants... I don't want to talk to you, Toya. You're boring. <laughs> Can I talk to Imran, please? So Toya has to say, um, no, you can't really because you got punched in the face by Kevin. And Kelly's like, oh... <laughs> Always oh, beautiful nose. Typical Kevin. <laughs> what that scary angry man that works at the that's the, the Calyx is always yeah. punching people in the face. <laughs> Kevin, um, we Ke- call him Punchy Kev. Kelly says, "Look, I've just made everything worse here, haven't I?" And uh, Toya says, "Everything's okay. Toya's don't like, worry." You, I don't really think you, you could have made back it. Whenever that's going to I think be, it's as bad as it's ever going to get. So have at it. Right. So Toya goes off to the hospital. She's she's fed up of waiting for yeah. him, and so she finds Imran and Sabine yeah, there. Still and, there. Um, and this is after. Um, Sabine had made a few flirty marks about the night of the verdict again and all through this episode we're like but did you do it? That's no, all we want it. to know. I was did thinking you do it? You, they did it. I I was I didn't know because they hadn't no, they weren't admitting it. They didn't say exactly. Well it was he, all... she didn't go you left your pants in my bed. <laughs> um, Toya's... Or, or she didn't go Toya oh, suggests... I'm worried. I'm worried that I might be pregnant because that's how you would know. That's how you would know. Uh, Toya suggests that maybe and Sabine is after him, and Toya, Imran, Imran says no, no, she's not. Don't no worry. But it seemed at the time that she clearly was, but I don't, I don't know. Anymore. She must fancy him because she sat next to him in the uh, in that waiting room for hours with jam all over his nose, and she didn't even say anything. Didn't even try to give it a lick. Yeah. Toya. Um, so back at home, Toya tells Imran, "Look, I'm not sure you're telling the truth here, mate." <laughs> What's going on between you and Sabine? Were you together out at, on the night of the verdict? Tell you what. And he's like, look, it's true. I went to Listen, a bar. What? I'm fed up with Toya being so reasonable. 
I want her to actually like the thing is I she's wanted like, she's so restrained, yeah. isn't she? She's like sickeningly I'm just, so. I'm just a tiny bit worried that you might be cheating on me, and I'm just checking to see if everything's fine with you. So it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. You say it's fine, I'll believe you. Then I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to challenge you. I think everything's fine. Would you like a takeaway from Speed Doll? But we're only having lentils because I'm a vegetarian. Mm, oh, actually, we can have some chickpeas too. They're delicious, aren't they? And Bombay Lou. Anyway, let's get on with it. <laughs> what, what's, what are you doing tomorrow? You're not going to see TV again, are you? No, 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 because she's your ex-wife and we don't want that to happen do we toya has completely forgotten that she used to do kickboxing classes as a teen did she uh, yeah they keep bringing this up i don't think i've ever actually seen her do it but there's been a, multiple references of kickboxing toyas in late 90s early 2000s oh. coronation street and i feel a bit shortchanged here that she's not busting out her moves on sabine sabine would sue her she's already tried to get um to- uh, uh, like kevin in trouble. Mm. This was probably Toya probably paid Kevin off. Like punch him around, see what Sabine does. Because I want to see if I can get away with giving that bitch a slap. <laughs> um. Anyway, so getting around's like that. Like, I went to a bar, got very drunk. Okay. I just needed a break. Oh, I hated myself. But what did he really pitty, pitty, do? Pitty, pitty. We were fine. Don't hold your horses. Okay, I can't wait. He says I'm committed to you, our Toya and Kelly. My family. Oh, that was so sweet when he said that. Imran, but why are you such a dirty dog? And you could see Toya's like, oh, it's not the family I would have picked, really. <laughs> it's better than I wanted a baby. Um, he says he'd never do anything to jeopardise I wanted this. a baby, not a grown murderess. Uh, Toya's like, sorry for accusing you. Um, but you're being... I was going really, to swear then. But you're being really flipping suspicious. Very suspicious, Imran. <laughs> mm. um, he's feeling guilty about working too hard, apparently, though. Oh, so he's if going only to not I knew someone so who was like that. Um, so Imran phones to me at the end of the episode and says, I need to see you. And she is jolly pleased with this. Friday. Hang on, what? She's, what? He says, I need to see you, doesn't She's on the Imran phone going... Phone, hmm. Oh, Sabine is pleased. Yes. I thought you were talking about Toya. Toya's not What? <laughs> um, I need to meet you in the back of the beer garden in the Rovers, please. Oh, I'll have shelter. an orange. Imran Jeez. on Friday is still feeling very sorry for himself. And Toya understands, though. He's been through a really stressful really period. At the moment. And I don't really mind that we've not seen anything of each other for, for days and days and days. It's fine. I've been doing Rubik's Cubes. I've knitted a hat. And I don't even know how to knit. Toya and Imran have seen more of each other this past month or so That's than they true. had for the whole year. This has yeah, brought them no, together. She should be thanking We're only Sabine. watching them when there's their stress when and strife. Like, I imagine... The whole pandemic, they were just sitting on the sofa holding hands and watching Crossroads. You reckon? Yeah. Um, but Downton, okay. Oh. That's that Zoe Tatters all, I wonder. Oh, I wonder what happened Tell you what, that cult's done well, hasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Is Downton Abbey actually the Etheric Foundation? Is Downton is Abbey like just a bunch of people living in modern day Britain, like b- b- wearing creepy clothes and pretending that it's 100 years ago? Um, anyway, she says, let's have a date. Uh, um, in the bistro just for a change you know oh no what was it that made it Audrey when Gail suggests to Audrey the other day we should go to the bistro doesn't she Audrey say oh that'll make a nice change that's how they knew she's going mental I think that was a bit of fourth wall breaking there actually there was quite a lot I was going to say this of fourth wall breaking this week the Horror Nation Street is clearly totally meta nobody would ever name something after their street uh, no 
Then we had um, Sally today saying, I'm the so-and-so, I can't remember who it was, some famous writer that I should probably know who he was. I'm the so-and-so of Coronation Street. She tells Fergus, doesn't she? I wasn't listening. Or, or the councillor or something. And then we had Daniel talking to Max about this um, kitchen sink drama play yeah, that, that they're weird, reading, yeah. which mm. is clearly a reference. So, um, yeah, very, very um, meta this week, Coronation yeah, Street. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Be careful. Maybe it's spooky. Um so anyway, uh, they're going to yeah, go she, to the beast. No, no, no. no they're not, they can't go to the beast. I can't because He's coming I'm busy. up with excuses. Toya looks worried. Who's he busy Don't with? Don't worry, Imran. You, you're probably just working really hard still, even though you said you would stop, and uh, that's fine with me. I'm well, he's visiting Kelly first. Make a nice dinner for um, us later. I've Kelly's not really done much this week, apart from the whole. Kelly just looks sad. And I, I think I was just a bit. Um, Underwhelmed what by the sentencing because like I thought that's what's going to happen. Uh, anyway, she's been seeing a therapist. He goes along to it. Um, she's still feeling pretty hopeless, and she's not been doing her exercises that the therapist suggested last time. But she very much likes having Imran and Toya to support her. Who knows what would she would do if only if Imran would yeah, and, and Toya would split up. Awful. Mm. So um, Toya's lost in her thoughts at the factory later, isn't she? She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I yeah. <laughs> What's my job again? And Michael comes in there and finds her. I might get fired. Yeah. But I've been promoted, and I'm not sure what I do apart from tell Michael to get back to work. Mm. I'm definitely so, in charge of my. Michael, that's one thing I do know. She talks to Michael and says, uh, me and Imran are going through a bit of a, a tough patch at the moment. We're not getting time together. Can't even have lunch at the bistro with him. And that's kind of just standard wow. Corrie lunch for characters around here. And he says, well, why don't you go and take a takeaway to him? Brilliant idea, says She Toya. looks at him like he's just... Genius. He's like brought down the Ten Commandments from the mountain. <laughs> like, wow. Um, actually no didn't they go no we don't like those and break break them up they did they did yeah. these are Moses rubbish to go these back are the again. worst commandments of ever. what do not covet thy neighbour's ass. <laughs> I think you mean ass. take it back Adam um, meanwhile is still having a go at that's Imran that's what Instagram's all about you know coveting what? each other's asses. is it is it mm. yeah. Adam has a go at Imran because he's in the office and he's not doing he's any not work he's not doing any work again he, oh no, he's not in the office. He's outside the office, wasn't he? He was running to the Rovers because he's going to meet this important client there, apparently. Toya goes to the office, that's right, and Adam's like, oh, Imran, he was dashing off in the direction of the Rovers earlier. You better go and see him if you want. Go over there if you want to see him. He said he had an important client, but he needs to get and do some work here, actually. So she finds him <laughs> sitting alone in the back area of the Rovers and says, right, you've been telling me you've been working your ass off, but there's Adam saying that you've been doing sod all here. What's going on? Why are you why are you meeting this important client in the smoking area of the Rovers? Something dodgy is going and on. And he here. gives the most rubbish excuse I've ever heard, which was it's a very private case and we need complete secrecy. I know. So we're we doing it outside. We're doing it outside where you can be overheard in four different directions. To be fair, there's no other house on the other side of the Rovers, is there? But Tracy's Tracy's a big enough ear waggler next door oh, yeah, for every for anybody. And anyone could be standing in the ginnel listening. I know. Frequently are. I know. Um, anyway. And how rude! How rude of him to commandeer the smoking section when he's not even smoking. I know. Well, nobody smokes on Coronation Street anymore, do they? Hey, gee, when was the last time you saw a character with a cigarette in there? Vicky. Mouth? Did she? Yeah, when they introduced an oh, evil character, yeah, they always yeah. smoke for like one scene, and yeah. then the health and safety person's like, "No more, no, 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 get, we have to fill out too many forms." Soon, aren't they? Um, anyway, um, he's uh, Sab- during all of this. Um, Sabine <laughs> walks past, doesn't she? <laughs> Toya's got her back to the gate, yeah. and Sabine's like, "Oh no, I better, <laughs> better like, carry bye, on walking." Bye. And Imran's looking over um, Toya's sh- shoulder like he's seen a ghost, and she turns around and she's like. 
What's happening? You mean, we literally hear her clip-clopping down the ginnel and Toya's like, is there somebody there? I'm not going to go and investigate, oh, wait, but um, I'm assuming. I want to hear the truth from you. Mm. And um, so she's, she's well, she kind of... Well, she accuses him of going, of, um, going to be meeting up with Sabine. Yeah, yeah. He says, no, I wasn't. Nothing's going on between her, I swear. Um, and she's like, you're lying. You lied about where you were on the night of the verdict. Maybe I should go and speak to Sabine and find out for myself. Yeah. Hmm. And he's uh, he has to admit it. He has to fess up. He did spend the night at her house, but nothing happened. They didn't do it, he said. Not even a kiss, not even a holdy handsy. They just went to sleep on the sofa because he was shagged out after a hard day's defending. <laughs> and, um, and that was that. Um, I love you, Toya. And she's like, oh, thank goodness for that. You do swear you love me, don't you? And, and you didn't even kiss her. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, right, good. Get ready for a classic Corrie line. No more secrets. We need to be honest with each other. No, no more lie. lies. No this more is going to be, well, yeah, and so on and so on. Um, so Imran goes back to work. Adam's still really annoyed at him. Imran says, like, I'm going to be more focused on work next week. And Adam says, great, because we need to give this office a good bottoming, as my um, mother-in-law. mother-in-law says. Very I don't understand how, how does this work? This, this law firm that they're both involved in. They said the cleaners off. Yeah, I know, but how do they share the, the money? Do they, like, split everything 50-50? Or no, I does... think well, it's Adam's business, isn't it? Well, why can't Imran just say, I'm going to do my own thing because I don't want to clean the office anymore? I don't know. Why is he his boss? That's what I don't understand. Uh, and what, do, what does... Does Imran have to, like, give him a bit of his money then? I don't know. I don't what know. does Adam do for Imran? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But does he like Adam's go, look, his name on the door. If you just work for me, I'll do your taxes and all the boring stuff. If we start this, it's going to be like, like the factory oh, and who owns what share and it's like nobody cares. So, um, we have Toya and Sabine in the bistro. This is quite cool when this scene starts. It's like, oh, what are they going to do? Turns out, not much, but they have a little, nice little chat together and Toya uses, she tries, bless her. She does a little, she tries, she out. tries to get Sabine to um, walk into her trap by saying, oh, Imran's told me the truth about what She's happened like, between you on the night of the verdict. I've seen I want tapes. to hear what you have to say. Just hoping that uh, it t- Sabine She'll would go, go oh, oh no, what? I'll, Imran I'll... said that you slept, well, we slept together. I'll confess but no, it all um, then. She doesn't. Sabine says, right, yeah, Imran did come to my house, it's true, but not in my bed. He could barely even take his shoes off. You don't need to take your shoes off to do what Toya's thinking of, Sabine, just to let you know. She offered him a couch because he was a mess, just like she would have done with any of her colleagues. And Toya's like, thank goodness for that. Thank you. I assume the worst when he came back looking terrible the next day. Sabine seems to look a little bit confused about this. Um, so later on, she goes to a Bean's office, so, sorry, Imran's office and says, well, I've just been talking with Toya. I had a very interesting chat, actually. And I backed up your version of the events. And Imran's like, Cheers, thanks, I owe you one. So then she brings up this Harvey case again, and he's like, hang on a minute, you're trying to blackmail me here. You're going to tell Toya the truth about what happened on the night of that uh, of the verdict if I don't go in, in on this Harvey Gaskell case with you? And he says, yeah, I did not. And, and she says, we, we get to find out a little bit more about it, because she says, he didn't spend the whole night at her house. You went off. You went out to town, didn't you? You must have ended up in someone else's bed. But whose? So that's what happened, Gemma. He, she took him back to her house flat or whatever, and then he disappears off in the middle of the night into town. Dirty. So dog. when we saw him the following Monday, and he was staggering back along Victoria Street, I don't think he was coming directly from Sabine's house. Then he's been somebody else's. 
just before we start to theorise about who that could be, we have the final scene where Imran goes home later. Toya says, sorry, sorry for being so suspicious. Oh, what am I like? Eh? I'm so lucky to have you. Again, so cliche after well, she's so like, do cliche you forgive here. me for being such a horrible girlfriend and suspecting you of being a cheating bastard? Mm. She says, oh, I'm so lucky to have you, Imran. He's like, no, I am lucky to have you. You've from, got a ball for From now on, we need to be up front with each other. Oh, no, sorry, it was Imran. It was, sorry, Toya that said that. So... Hmm, Gemma, what's going on here then? Imran. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm just, I'm just really what's disappointed. I'm really disappointed I'm, in so Imran. Mysterious. What? It's mysterious. What? It's mysterious. I'm, I'm conflicted is he, is because I'm like, about? I'm really conflicted because I'm quite caught up in the whole soapy. Ooh, who could it be of it? But equally, on the other hand, I'm like, oh, but I don't want Imran to have cheated on Toya, and it's looking very much like he has. And as the week went on. And I was thinking, well, maybe that he didn't. And then when um, Imran said, I didn't sleep with her, I was thinking, oh, good, they're going down that. They just wanted us to think that he did. Fine, then it'll be okay. And when then Sabine <laughs> says, yeah, Imran didn't sleep with me. I was like, brilliant. I, I'm glad Imran and Toya forever. And, and, but, and then <laughs> it turned, and but then when she comes round and he thanks her for backing up his story, I was like, oh, no, he has been a naughty boy. And he has... And what it's still not did. completely confirmed because she says you must have. I don't know why she you know jumps to that conclusion. You went what? off to a bar, therefore you must have ended, and, and you came back looking a bit worse. Where surely, so therefore you must have ended up in someone's bed. Oh, I don't know. Sabine maybe Sabine came to that conclusion. What Sabine came to Sabine that came conclusion. to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway. So here's the, here's the thing, right? Sabine still obviously fancies Imran, but she also suspects him of cheating on Toya. Is that why she's sniffing around him? Because she thinks, oh, he's a cheating dog. He's cheated before. He'll cheat on her with me now. Why would you want a man who can't literally keep his zip up? I don't know whether she's into him or not. I I, I don't know whether she just wants him for this case. She's a really hard character to read. She really, really is. She's being written as as a consistent character for her own sake. She's being written as a plot device to get Imran to do certain things. I just think that she's got a good poker face. I think she's very unreadable sometimes. Yeah, but what's her motivation? Can you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I don't think Coronation Street knows, really. Well, no, I I think they do, but they don't want to show us. Is she really so stupid that she wants a man who's a serial cheater? Well, maybe she thinks that she's enough to stop his straying ways. But she wasn't the first time, was she? What Mm. was... She's surely not this dumb. I don't know. She seems like a really intelligent woman and it also seems to me as though she had a very hard... Like, hard and clear boundary. And when she found out that he cheated on her, she literally decided, I'm not worth... I'm worth more than this. I'm gonna... I'm gonna get rid of you. So why... It wouldn't surprise me if this was all a very, very long game on Sabine's part to, you know, completely ruin his life. Okay. Possibly. This is what I but, mean. It's she. I don't know. I've, I think that the actress is really good. I, I'm. I'm. Lo- I'm loving Toya. She's great. I think she's so. She's really, really good as Sabine, isn't she? But I she don't is. know that no, what Sabine, who Sabine is yet. If I, I'm kind of thinking, let's compare Sabine with Max, both of who are kind of snarky asses. But Sabine's so much more fun to watch, isn't she? She's so much more kind of foxy and minxy, and Max but the thing is, is though, I don't basically know. Basically, on a yeah, I know I'm supposed to hate Max, but I don't know what I'm supposed to think of Sabine yet. Mm, yeah. I, I, no, I think we're supposed to... I think she's supposed to be fairly obviously antagonistic. I don't think we're supposed to like her, but she's one of these love-to-hate villains. But I think, I, I think villains. we are supposed to sort of I like think... her because she's she's kind of like admirably ruthless. You know, she's got no scruples. I think I, I people I... like that are more... Are, are, 
I, I really think don't think like we're that supposed to like her because are better we... than people that pretend that they're morally upstanding and then go around and do crap behind your no, back. No, I think that the fact that she was defending Corey, even after it had become increasingly no. obvious that he had no, done it, rubbish. makes us think, how on earth could we possibly be siding no, with her? No, that's terrible. That's a really bad thing to say. Why? Because she is a solicitor and her job is to defend him in court. No. If yes. she thinks that her client no. didn't do it, she is not allowed to no, defend him. No, that's not him. true. No, it's not. It is true. No, it isn't true. It is. And no, if she has reason to believe a factual... Like, if she has evidence to prove that he is lying, she can't represent those lies in court, but you're under no obligation as a lawyer to believe your client. You have to defend them to it in the law. But I think, but then he must be lying if he's saying he didn't do it. If she thinks What are you she... talking about? Oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. That's not the talking No, but I'm, I don't agree with you because there are people in this world who are obviously guilty of a crime, who still manage to get defence lawyers to defend them in court, and and it doesn't matter if the defence lawyers believe them or not. They have to uphold the law, and they're not allowed to... They're not allowed to lie to the court. That's the only thing. Okay. They're not allowed to stand there and say something to the court that they know is not true. Okay. Fine. That's not the talking point here. The no, talking point is, going... what has Imran been up to and who has he been up to it with? I'm so, so, so disappointed that, yet again, one of my favourite characters has been has dragged himself through the mud just because of, you know, thinking <laughs> with his pants. Um, it's like when you get a really, like, a nice, um, you've got your cute little pet and it's normally a boy pet that does this. And you look down, and they're looking at you, the cute on the on the on the sitting on your like nice clean carpet, and then mm. they start to scooch their bum on the floor because well, they're trying. I want to know whose leg Imran's been humping, and I think we've got three options here in my head, and I think one of them is more obvious than the other. Uh, the others. Number one, I'm just thinking of people who would make the most drama because it could be anybody or more likely it could just be some random. It's probably Nikki or something, isn't it? Back on the game again. I think um, it could be Leanne. Now, Leanne wasn't really doing very much around here, but that would certainly um, cause a lot of tension, obviously, <laughs> to, to say it, to put it lightly, between her and Toya. Um, and plus there's the whole Harvey thing and she's the victim in the, one of the victims in the Harvey case and if he slept with her blah 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 so we see how that turned out number two is Laura um I don't think I think again that would cause an awful lot of drama and I have wondered for the past six months or so is Imran and Laura gonna end up together but I think after her shocking performance in court on the week of the trial where she basically drops her own daughter in it I can't see any particular reason why they would end up together which leaves me as Abby as being the one that he dropped his jaws for. Because, what do you think? I had no, I didn't even, until until the end of the week, I didn't even think that there was any doubt that Sabine and Imran had been sleeping together. Until the same with me. And in a way I'm relieved, but then also maybe it's worse. But I was like, so what has he done then? And if the answer is just, oh, he was shagging someone else... I'm going to be a bit like, oh. No, I do, I, it depends who it is and what I'm going to do. I think Abby. Right, this is what I reckon. Because on the night of the trial, Imran finds Abby in the garden, doesn't she, Doesn't he? And she's like, oh, I want to 
I want to, was that when she was saying I want to score, I think maybe, and you got your powdered wigs, I can't remember, but um, they have the conversation there and she's like, oh, that I've learned that you can get away with naughty things. Um, yeah, Corey has told me I can get away with naughty oh, things, so why, why, why should you do, do what's what you right? Like. And that could certainly lead to them doing something. He's um, Does he offer to take her home or, or something? I can't remember. But we know that she ends up going with Sabine either way, but I started to think it could be possible that uh, when he goes to town, he finds Abby there and ends up with her. What That the, explains why she was so upset with Kevin because she's yeah. really upset with herself and she's well, the, projecting. The next morning she, we find out that she's been asleep on the sofa. So if they did do something then I don't know where they did it. Hopefully not on Kevin's in sofa. So, in, in, in some alley somewhere in, or maybe just in the in the, in the the lawyer's um, office because that's seen a lot of action. So we know that desk. Was Kevin's fist directed by Divine Justice? Maybe it was. And without him even realising that he was an agent of the universe. And maybe that's why Imran was like because like, who was it? Was somebody was saying, "Well, oh, you should press charges against Kevin," and he's like, "No, no, I just want to leave it because he's feeling <laughs> massively guilty that he bombed Kevin's girl." Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's I, easy come, easy I go. think it. I think it's starting to <laughs> it's, tie together. Look, Sabine, it's the bro code. <laughs> and, and and also that this it was the day after this happened, Ugh. pretty much that Abby does a bunk, doesn't she? So she's maybe feeling no. guilty about sleeping with Imran. Why? I Shut d- up. No I, more talking. I, to about be fair, it. if. If to- if Imran was going to leave Toya for anybody, no, and I don't want leave. that, what? I I think it, it could be a split on the card here. I, I, that there are worse couple. people than Abby for to- for Imran to end up no, with because I am an Abby nonsense. fan and I'm an Imran fan, and I I think I I don't know they nonsense. Do, what what do you think about the possibility of it being her? Does does this work for you? Can you think of any well, it any makes better logical sense? Doesn't it? Uh, any other theories? I I've seen a couple of people say this as the, as they've yeah you've been having a look on Twitter haven't you and some other people have been Facebook. saying this I've not seen anybody else suggest it apart from those ones that you should I didn't me, even but... think it was anybody in particular until people start saying oh it's always someone isn't yeah, it, it is, it's isn't never it? just some random person he's such a dog this is what happened he's like is he is it one of these things once a cheater always a cheater because he cheated on Sabine yeah but I think they've retconned that a little bit because the first time round he just kissed one of her friends and now it feels like it's a little bit more he's, he's fathered five children <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so what what would that mean if if he was with Abby, do you think that they would put him and Abby together no, do you think because it's just I'm not an obvious I'm, mistake, I'm less it? sure about they Abby really... and Kevin than I was like a year and a half ago Kevin that was and Abby terrible um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just gutted if it does mean the end of Imran and Toya because I think that they are pretty su- suited together. They're both kind of um, very sensible, intelligent. I like them, I like them together. I laid think back, like nice middle class. A couple like they're the only people on the whole street that you can imagine getting really excited about great british bake-off being back <laughs> and going oh should we oh it's biscuit week we should get some biscuits to eat while we watch it <laughs> no so i i think that it's going there no. and that's why abby's done a bunk and i think she's going to come back and, and no. stir things up no do you if if it does come out how <laughs> long's imran gonna stay quiet about it and when in when toya inevitably does find out what's what's her reaction going to be hey is, yeah frog <laughs> is is she going oh, I, 
Do you, do you think that she would take him back? She's going to bust out kickboxing, isn't she? Do you think she would take him back? I don't know. Back? I can imagine her just being like, okay, well, if, um, there was just a mistake and um, it's going to be fine. We're just going to have to go to counselling and we're going to have to talk through our feelings and um, you're going to have to explain why you're such a bastard and it'll, it'll all be fine and um, we just need to work together she and does, overcome. She does come across as quite insecure sometimes, does Toya. I can't believe she was like desperately asking him to forgive her at the end of the week. Mm. Well, that's so cliche, isn't it? Like I said. Oh dear, want, that, that's my theory anyway. I really, really want somebody to slap Imran and I really hope it, it's Toya. Um, Who do you hate more at the moment, Imran or Tyrone? Tyrone. Do you reckon? Yep. Why? Um, because Tyrone's an idiot. What's Imran then? If he's done that, I'm Imran's just Imran's so just got like him. Um, a overactive penis. <laughs> overactive penis disorder. <laughs> I've had OCD, but not OPD. Um, so what do you think about this, uh, this Look, Harvey? Tyrone co- was, Tyrone's an emotional cheater, even though he actually broke up with Fizz before he started going out with um, mm. Alina. He fell in love with her, whereas Imran just seems to be like, whoops, I fell over with my pants off mm. onto you. Right, um, this so this badly. Harvey case, Gemma, do you think that he is going <laughs> to take it on? Oh, he's going to have to, isn't he? Because Celine's going to be like, I'm going to tell everyone you're a big... Mm. I, 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 oh, gosh. I, I I feel bad for the character of Imran. He's kind of been thrown in front oh. of the bus here, hasn't he? <laughs> he really, really has, just like some of my good, other favourites. We need a good story. This, yeah. Let's just sacrifice this character. Well, I wonder how much of this was planned, because obviously we, we've seen that Sally Carmen had COVID, and so she had to disappear. And, and up until literally tonight I thought well her disappearance maybe they weren't originally going to do that they just wanted to have her uh, bogging off mysteriously because the, the actress couldn't be on the show but what would have been ha- I wonder what would have been happening Let, if Abby had done the deed with Imran and she'd still been on the show would she have been giving him strange looks or I don't know or would the truth have come out I can earlier? imagine them glaring at one another maybe mm. it's better for the story that she's not around because... I was I was really hoping that at the end of today's episode like there would be the final scene where the truth comes out because we wouldn't have had time to theorise and it would have just been dropped on us but now we've kind of thought about different people that it could be do you do you, do you think that there's any chance like like I said about Leanne or, or Laura or, or is that like Am I just trying to make it so there's not just the one option? Oh, I don't know. Because we, we've seen it, Leanne, she's done it before, didn't she, with Steve McDonald. She's a bit of a one-night stand Well, she did also say to Toya, oh, you were so nice to me when Ollie was sick, I wouldn't do that for you. Yeah. So if she wouldn't do that for her, would she also not, not cheat with her boyfriend? Mm, I don't know. She's a terrible sister. Okay, um, sentencing then, just before we move on. Kelly's got 15 years minimum. Are you surprised by this? No, I don't really care because she's not going to be there, is she? Exactly she's be my found. thoughts. Like something, some magic fairy's going to come and go. Oh, I'm the law fairy, and according to it, or didn't he? Everyone not a chance that, that she's going to be there for that long. I'd be, I'd be surprised if she's not in by Christmas, to be honest, or at least that's you what know. they said during World War One. Oh, I know, I know, but um, they, they could have sentenced her to like five hundred years, yeah, and it would have, I'd have been have just be as shocked. Into it's the not eye like eye of the sun. It's not like Faye when she got her three years earlier this year. Was Everyone it? Was, was like fly me? What? What? <laughs> what? We'll like, see Faye for three years. Oh well, Kelly, the, um, don't worry about it. <laughs> and just the judge keep your is like, up, love it won't be too long. That's right. You've got to go and do a degree, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Let's um, let's move on then. So we have got the tangentially related 
grounds for complaints story, Gemma. Did, I, this isn't the order that I said earlier, is it? But this, this is related, isn't it? So I'm going to post it on here. for complaints. Football grounds. Did a bit you of a write down Imran being duffed in the nose by Kevin on Eki Thump? Uh, I don't. I might. I might have done. I'm. I'm like. I'm scrambling for Aki Thump nominations this year for the Conversation Street Awards because there aren't many fights. Fight, but we'll we'll take a back backhanded punch Mm. this year because of COVID. Yeah. Right. So good job we don't have best snog in it. Oh yeah. God, that's. Well, we got James and Danny. I'm surprised they don't have that. And Nina and Seb. In one of the The only snogs this all this whole year. I'm surprised that's not a category. That they had to get rid of in the Soap Awards along with sexiest. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we had Tyrone and Fizz as well. Right, go on. Actually, Corey's you know story. what? Having that, call it that would be a pretty good, yeah, would be a pretty good category. But we're not, we don't like people no. kissing each other. It's disgusting. <laughs> don't even do it ourselves. <laughs> what's what's Asher and Nina been up to, Gemma? Come on, moving on. Um, Asher comes into the cafe and tells Nina that she's off to a school trip to the Imperial War Museum. Ooh, and I tell you what, if she thought this was a turn on, she's completely wrong. No, Nobody who's left school should be attracted to somebody who's telling them about the school trip that they're going on. <laughs> unless they're married to a teacher. Roy, though, he's probably like, oh, Asher, you're suddenly so much more sexier to me. Imperial War Museum, Imperial let me tell War you all about that. It's just up the road from here. That's really convenient. Oh no, that was the old set. Um, she's. What? Oh no, it's not. Oh, no, 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 the Imperial. No, that is right it's next door, isn't it? No, I'm. Conf- what was the literally park was there? Key Street. You're right. It's literally a stone's throw away, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the over the road. Yeah. Um, she's pretty excited, and she says, "I'm sorry that I said I loved you in court," and they're like, "Oh well, weirder things have happened on this program. Let's not dwell." Later on, Roy finds Nina doing some drawings. She's lightening up a bit. She thinks she might be in a less dark place. But she feels a bit restless and unfulfilled. Join the club. She should do a podcast. Yeah, just start a podcast. That fills the void, doesn't mm, it? Mm. Later on, Nina's decided to take her design portfolio to Carla to try and get a job back. I don't think it's going to work. The last time she was there, wasn't she throwing things at people and saying that they were stupid oh, yeah, and their customers was, were all basic bitches <laughs> she's like oh draw- here's a picture of drawing somebody wearing the pants I've designed for you and they're holding a pumpkin spice latte they're a basic bitch so um, Carla's like no thank you you're a bit you're a bit uh, too flighty for us also considering that the last time you worked for us was months ago I've actually hired somebody else because we need somebody to design pants for us and I don't want to didn't want to tell her but Sarah's crap Roy says, well, why don't you go back to college and get a proper qualification? Good plan. What a great idea. So on Wednesday, um, Asher turns up at the cafe again and Nina says, I'm looking into doing a fashion textiles course at Weathy College. And Asher looks at some of the, the material that she's got to make these designs and says, can I model some of them? No, I don't know that she does ask. I think Nina invites her to model some, which I don't think it was a very sensible idea considering yeah. I'm and cause if I'm Nina and this girl had confessed under oath her undying love for me and I was wanted to distance myself from this I don't think I'd be wanting her to do this she might get the wrong end of the stick here I think they've both got the wrong end of the stick which makes me think the stick has got no right ends (laughs) later on Asha's all sparkly she is um, she rips a bit of lace. Yeah, she's got a nice, she's got a nice sparkly top on, sparkly top on. I was she? confused here because I'm. I thought that some of the fabric that Asha was holding was fabric that Nina had bought, but then later 
Nina says that it was a dress that she bought and altered. I don't know. She's just got fancy clothes. Nina, no, Asha rips them. But it doesn't matter. Nina shows how to fix it. And then Roy comes along and says, oh, Kelly's been given 15 years. Asha thinks the dress looks amazing. I don't think that. No one seems to care about Kelly. Um, She's like, I'm sure you're going to get on the course. And Nina starts taking pictures of her modelling and they're like, oh, how should I dress? Oh, fashion, fashion. Ooh, they do, they wearing. do all the poses, don't they? Yeah, and then um, so they're all like, ha, ha, ha. Asha goes upstairs and Roy says, look, I think that she fancies you. <laughs> um, then we find out that Jack, well, Jack comes in to Kevin's front kitchen, room. Yeah. front room, dining room, all the same room, and says, I think that Corey's made it onto the bench in the next game because they think he's a real prospect. Is that is that right? I mean, I don't understand football parlance. He's Making gonna it be, onto the, he's going to be on the main team? He's on the first team, so they said. That, yeah, but is that the actual main one? I don't know. Is it, it like, seems like this is new... Is that like this in new... this country where first floor and ground floor mean something different? <laughs> I just... It feels quite soon for this person who's yeah, still quite it... young. Is it, is it yeah, literally a celebrity signing? When you're a footballer, you've got to start young. It you felt like waiting. it was a long time before James got onto the main team, didn't yeah, it? He's only I just taken on James... Tommy Orpington's ju- um, jumper, or whatever it is they were, T-shirt. I hate to say this few months to, ago. to James, but I think Corey's... Probably better, better at football. <laughs> and also he's not injured. I think that this manager at Weddy County Football Club just likes um, just likes hiring people that have made a name for themselves. And like, <laughs> look, I've got the gay footballer. Yes, you can be on my team. Oh, I've got the person the who The murdering was... footballer. Yeah, exactly. You can be on my team. He's just going to... It's like... Maybe he's going to hire Harvey Gaskill. I've got the I've got yeah. the drug dealing footballer. And then he's going to get him round. I've got the cheating footballer. Sharon, I've got the tasing footballer. Oh, I've got the woman footballer. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, on Friday, Nina's got butterflies because she's having an interview to get on the course. I don't think she has butterflies. I think that she has moths because she's a goth. Oh, cool. Or bats. <laughs> yeah, it's a goddamn bat. bat. Got, got bats in my stomach. <laughs> got bats in my stomach. I need to go to the toilet. This is how COVID started, Nina. Tim comes in and makes things worse by moaning about Corey training with the first team. Um, she's excited. She She's in. Frankly, in the I don't... Course. She's on the course. She's not on the team. She's my, in a team My golf footballer. <laughs> um, I wouldn't let her on my course because it doesn't seem like she's going to learn anything, to be honest. It seems like she already knows it all. <laughs> know. Don't you think? She makes... She's yeah, like, she's I'm really worried I'm not designs. going to be able to get on the course. What, to learn how to do the thing that you just did? <laughs> all right. Anyway, she reads some choice quotes about how amazing Corey is from the county w- website. And Kevin comes in, he's got a plan. He goes around to number three and his plan seems to be to get James to have a moan at his manager about Corey being on the team because he's a murderer. And James is like, oh dear, I'm already a uh, bit of a in trouble because he hurt his ankle. Oh yes, that's right. And he can't play and he's also accusing the police of being racist. Which probably makes everybody a bit nervous. And then he's thinking, I'm going to be speaking out again here and I'm going to get a target on my back. He does, he it, does anyway. it anyway. And then the, the manager's like, you're just jealous. <laughs> you're just jealous. So You're just jealous. You didn't get accused of murder. Yeah, you're just jealous. You're not in the papers anymore. You got that 30 grand, you should shut up and take the money. 
Kev tells Tim they want to go to the grounds and make a complaint. Is that where you got the idea for the plan? Yes, it is. Yeah. Asher tells tells Ardy about what's going on and he says to her, look, stop being creepy about about Nina. She doesn't want you to be in love with her and you're an idiot, basically. And then later on he's like, sorry, I called you an idiot. Have some chocolate. And Asher says... I was trying to seduce her with my modelling. <laughs> it didn't seem to work. Fair play. <laughs> At the grounds, um, the manager's there and Kevin has a go and he's like, look, he was cleared of murder, so stop bringing it up. It's really awkward when you keep talking about it. I was just distracted during this thing so I'm pretty sure that, that was not the same place that they usually use no, for the Weatherfield Candy Grounds because we went there, didn't yeah. we? we? We went I think in, that um... it was, it's shut down now. Yeah. Is it somewhere new? Somewhere different. We actually got to see the grass, the pitch. You actually got to see a goal. (laughs) We got to see the football garden where they kick the ball around. (laughs) (laughs) Football garden. Is that what they call it? I had a funny, um, I saw a funny discussion on the internet today, which made me realise that Americans do use the word garden in the same way that we do. What? We say garden to mean how, what they would say as yard. Oh, So like, they would say, oh, here's my vegetable garden to mean vegetable plot. Whereas in this country, a garden is just the front and back of your the house. bit. Where you might have a lawn or decking mm. if uh, Alan Titchmarsh has been around. Thank you for that um, PSA. Football garden in America would be f- covered in vegetables and flowers. Whereas in this country, it'd just be lawn. Right. Yes, right. So, <laughs> Kevin's like, you've not heard the last of this. You're lucky I already punched someone this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a quota. Yeah. The judge allows me one punch a week. He says, look, yeah, yeah it's, I'm on probation. <laughs> if I do more than that, I get in trouble. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do one next week. I've, I've got 52 a year. Yeah. Uh, Tim finds Kevin getting I'm mad at Stefan, who's come to have a go at him, for moaning at the manager about Corey. Um, again, surprised he didn't get a punch. Mm-hmm. He's probably mad. He's like, damn, I didn't even get to really do that to Imran. That was an accident. <laughs> I hate it when I waste one on an accident. <laughs> Asha goes to the cafe to apologise to Nina. Um, and she kind of like goes, oh, I, huh, I'm so over you. Or something really weird, like an awkward. They're kind of like, oh, we're friends, aren't we? Yeah, yeah everything's cool. Everything's cool. And then um, Nina looks away and Asha's like, oh, but I still love you. Tim and Asha then tell Nina to give up on on having to go at Corey. She's like, let's protest. And they're like, no, get over it. Yeah, that was, that we, was we it, wasn't it? We don't care anymore. I don't really have much to say about the story. It just kind of happened. Um, I, I don't know whether I want... I still don't know whether I want the Nina and Asha reconciliation to happen or not. They were quite sweet together. It makes a lot of plotty sense that she would still have these lingering feelings. But yeah, I'm not I'm not fussed either way, really. What do you think? About Nina and Asha? Yeah. No, I don't want them to get back together again. Because I think she it was She can't get just... back with Seb. He's dead, Gemma. Yeah, he's dead. Get oh, over it. God de- yeah, but... Let but, it rest. But Nina's a, Nina's a goth and he's a ghost. Mm. Match made in heaven. Like, like Casper. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, it was fine. It was fine. I, I, like, I like all the characters in it. I'm not I'm fussed, fussed about Kevin. Kevin's involvement. What do you think about this uh, crusade? I find that more interesting. This crusade to get Corey fired from the team. Yeah. The, what? The, what? What was missing though was we didn't have any Corey this week. No. It, considering that we had Kelly's sentencing and this story, which was literally centering around Corey, we didn't 
um, see hide no hair of him. It he, was weird. We needed him there smirking and, and glaring and being generally a cocky asshole. But yeah. maybe they got hey had the quota of that with Max this week. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, get get Corey onto the show. He's brilliant. Yeah, it does feel, and I, feel and, like... and I feel that he's going to um, come a cropper one of these days as, as when Soap Justice catches up with him. So the more we can see of him now, you the better. You said he'd to be go honest. to prison. I said he'd die. Well, what? Well, prison? Go, that's going coming a cropper. I isn't think. It? Oops, I'm in prison. No, that's not. I think that um, he's going to be the guest star at Horonation Street. They're going to be like, oh, now Corey Brent, our local celebrity, <laughs> who is famous for footballing slash murdering. Yeah. Kicking in all its forms. And that's quite a scary thing to have as a guest, isn't it, for your Halloween party? A murderer. Mm. Yeah, good plan. Right, okay, let's move on. I've got, I've got nothing else to add about that. From one scrope to another, Max, who uh, continues to insist at school that he didn't take this wallet of Daniel's that went missing last week. Um, David's there trying to get him to school, um, and he's going to he's going to ring up the school to complain. He's turned into a, one of these militant parents that's going to march up <laughs> the school and complain about the teachers for just oh, doing, trying their best in their jobs. I'm glad for Shona this week. Wasn't she ace to give it with her defensive teachers this week? And she was saying today yeah. with these poor teachers, they weren't their asses off. I know Daniel's only Brain been a, Daniel's only been a teacher for what four weeks at this point. Although he seems like he's been doing it for years, we're not getting any kind of you know I don't know what I'm doing or I'm on probation or. Um, it just goes to show you that that Coronation he just Street exudes has confidence. No interest in whatsoever in. He's a teacher now. That's it, and he looks it's like, like he's they, been doing it all his life. They literally don't. He have... didn't even get the full PGCE because he only started it back in February, didn't they? They really don't understand what I mean. The 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 stress of teaching is not arsy parents. It's the well, some of it some is. Of it it's is. like the relentless <laughs> workload. Yeah, which Daniel clearly doesn't have because he's always in the cafe. Because he's he's an English teacher, and they have the less amount. Yeah, least amount no of marking work for anybody. an English teacher. Exactly. No, I uh, I just I I would be interested, but maybe it's not an interesting plot to have Daniel is... in his first year of teaching. I said this last week. Yeah, but listen, I think what myself. Coronation Street is worried it might feel a bit political, and I think that people might start accusing them because there's a a vast number of people in this country who firmly believe that teachers do nothing and get paid crap loads and take holidays yet they don't believe it enough to actually become teachers themselves which is strange it's all right though because the labor after some conference was think yesterday or the day before and they said they're going to recruit however many thousand teachers now i i didn't think it was a conference they had i thought it was an s show oh oh hmm. okay so anyway um david um no, sorry, Daniel, later on, he's in the cafe, where else? Gets a call from school, he has to hurry in there, and he got a meeting with a deputy head who's invited David in for a meeting with him and Daniel. And, she... and she's like, I'm not going to prepare you in any way, Daniel, for this meeting, or talk no, to you, launch your, you into it. your point of view, or yeah, protect your... the school in, school in any way from these accusations to find out if they have any basis whatsoever. No. And, uh... and, you know, you are being accused of assault, she she does kind of has have his back a little bit, doesn't she? But she just wants this whole issue kind of dealt with. And she says, look, can you just apologise to David? And he says, yeah, I am sorry for grabbing Max, but he does refuse to withdraw his ac- accusation of Max for taking the wallet because he is pretty sure that he did it. And things yeah, start to, to get honest, very fraught. Of the two things that he's in there for, accusing a child of stealing something surely is nowhere near as serious as physically touching the child and grabbing him yeah surely that's a sackable offense 
Well, yeah, maybe. I don't think you're. You're not <laughs> probably allowed. not allowed to do that. I'm. If, I'm so glad that Aidan Critchley got a call out in the uh, in the later on when the I love scene this. with Ken. Anyway, Ken. we'll get there. We get there. Yeah. Um. So things are getting pretty um pretty anxious there. I also Dan- like the way that Dave is like, "Thank you for admitting you beat my child up. He is a little asshole, but <laughs> don't accuse him of being a thief because I won't stand for that. Plats aren't thieves." David wants Daniel to get sacked. And um, he gets very frustrated when this woman, when this boss, the deputy head woman, um, backs her staff member, which she should be doing, I think. And David goes back home. This is when he has the moan at Shona. Shona think thinks this should. is massively overblown, I, the situation. I don't think she should if he's like, yeah, I roughed him up, but he's a thief. <laughs> I don't what do you know. think this is She's Aladdin? just like, he's only new, he'll learn. You can't, look, Daniel, you can't admit to beating the children. She you says, can, you she can, says, you can beat them, but never admit it. She says you're shaping up to be an excellent teacher, Daniel. <laughs> so it'd be a shame. You, you might as well just apologise. Just stop beating the kids. I literally think he, how do they even know? He's literally just started. So anyway, lack, uh, later, Max. He's not a good teacher. Max is in the shop. He might be able to. He might understand the subject, but he clearly can't connect to the children. That's being a good teacher. He connected with Max. He connected yeah, his fist to his face. <laughs> How do I reach these kids? I'll just stretch a bit louder. Kevin, Kevin knows. Kevin's like, I oh, know you do it. Um, Max is in the shop later. He's trying to buy something contactlessly and, um, and, and clearly with Daniel's card. And um, But it's declined, so he's kind of scurries off there. And um, later, in, the, later on, the deputy comes into Daniel's room and says, oh, you're in trouble now. David's reported you to the police. I can't really back you on this one anymore. Dev goes round to see David and says, "Did you? Max was in the shop earlier. He was trying to buy something, um, and and it declines. What's going on there?" And David straight away says, "Oh yeah, I, I lent him my card. It, um, it, it, it's just gone over its overdraft." And he clearly at this point is starting to put two and two together and realise that his son really has stolen Daniel's um, wallet, but he's not. He's not. He's not letting on. So Max gets home. Gets home later and gets massively yelled at by David, which I think he was well overdue. David um, has has been far too lax and lenient he with Max at this point. If he knew that he did it, well, he didn't know for sure at this point, but it was it, he he knows that his son has turned into a massive asshole, and it's seemingly not a surprise. overnight. But yeah, it was. So David yells, "Sit down at him! Um, I know what you've been up to. I know you've been skiving this afternoon. Oh, he's doing a toya. I know what you've done." Yeah. Now admit it. Now tell me what you've done. <laughs> Max throws him this wallet. He does have it after all. He doesn't seem that bothered. Or he, he does kind of say, are you going to dob me in? But he's like, oh, whatever. He's, he's, he doesn't, I'm he glad d- to know that that's still usable. He doesn't know so. what he doesn't know right from wrong. Um, Shona and David give Max another talking to later and he wants to know if he's going to get in trouble with the school. He gives this fairly unconvincing apology to uh, to David and Shona and David's like, right, I'm going to ring the deputy now. So Daniel's having a mope in the pub later because he has been suspended because of this police um, report thing that's going on. He's police with... report? Yeah, she, they, they, David reported him to the police, didn't they? I'm... I literally said that earlier. You're not paying attention to me. Um, Daisy's there. She's still wafting around like a fart. And <laughs> no, I don't think she is. She is. She's not. She's. She says. She's like a beautiful perfumed cloud of um, incense. Daisy says, "Look, you're probably better off out of it." To be honest, everybody hates teachers, don't they? And he's like, "Hang on a minute, didn't you say you wanted to be a teacher?" And she's like, uh, "Oh I yeah, forgot. Forgot what she I said." But trying it, to just trying to get into your pants. Yeah. Um, anyway, he no, he's determined to stick at this. 
he wants Ken and Bertie to be proud of him. And speaking of Ken, this is when we get the speech later between Ken and Daniel where he tells him about Agent Critchley, who was the, the scrote of 20 yeah. years ago, wasn't he? And, I suppose uh, he's like, oh, I should have warned you that some of these kids are absolute scrotes. Well, he should have on the first day of term, shouldn't he? He should have given them a bit of a don't pep talk. Beat them. Number one, don't punch children. Because even 20 years ago, you weren't allowed to beat them. So Agent Critchley was a boyfriend of Sarah Louise's, who was the... Um, the Ned well he was basically the max of yeah. like, the early 2000s wasn't he and we've seen him a little bit on the um on the classic episodes that we're watching but yeah he riles Ken up um somewhat in class one day and Ken gives him a bop on the nose and that's why he's not a teacher anymore anyway Sad. Daniel gets a phone call from the school David's dropped the case hurrah um but he still hasn't admitted that Max has got the wallet he just says oh I want to give Daniel a chance as a teacher and maybe I've been overreacting a little bit so Daniel goes to the shop later, finds out about this whole thing with Max and the credit card. Um, then he heads off to see David, who says, oh, um, I, yeah, I just didn't want to... The only reason I dropped the case was because I didn't want you to lose your job, like I said earlier. Daniel says, um, well, I found out about the card and that Max paid with a card and it was a client. I think this is mighty suspicious. And David says, no, 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 it's my card. Daniel does not believe him in the slightest, but he goes... Um, and Max just ends the episode smugly grinning because he thinks he's got away with it and David's lied for him. Shona says, David, you have made things 100% worse because now Max thinks that he's got you around his little finger and he can get away with murder. Just like Corey Brent. Yep, next minute he'll be playing for the Weather County. Exactly. Wednesday, um, David does fair, to fair play to him, read back the riot act before he goes to school and... Um, and then, uh, and, and Max after is, class, am I bothered? Personified, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah, because Daniel tells Max, "Oh, you did quite well in class today." And Max isn't bothered. I don't care. Um, and I think this, I think this play was rubbish. Then we had a bit of Daniel and Daisy. They're going out on a date. Nothing really happens there. And then at the very, the last kind of scene that we see of this on Wednesday was Max smarming his way down the road and David telling him, "You need, you, you should be grounded, mate. Come inside." And Max is like, "No, nah, mate, you're all right." And he just keeps on going doesn't he so um what a douchebag yeah max one david zero at this point yep wrapped um, him around his little finger i'm still not enjoying him though i i i'm not and he's not a love to hate oh i, I, I love to hate him i want to snap him over you? my knee i just i every time he comes onto the screen it's like oh no i hate, oh, him. I hate you i just yeah, but i'm enjoying it partly it's a case of they couldn't have cast or they couldn't have redesigned the character more if they tried. He's it's so 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 unlike character. the other Max. It's like when it's like with Summer. It's like recently where they've recast three characters in a really um, like I'm going to say lackadaisical because it's but Summer, Ardy, and Max have all been cast with absolutely no thought whatsoever to maintaining the characters that had already been established mm. and it's worked really really well for Ardy like he's amazing yeah Absolutely which, which is what my eyes kind of now thinking I don't really mind if they don't look like them for sure and even if even if they, the personality is not exactly the same, I, maybe I don't the mind person, as much like, as I used summer, to. But as long as I like the character, that's the most important. I will, I will accept a massive personality change if they're going to give me someone amazing like they have with Ardy. With Summer, it was, you know, it they. She didn't. She wasn't like the opposite of Summer, but she didn't. There's nothing summery about her, really. No. She just filled a summer-shaped hole, mm. and then. Max is just like, Max who? Who's this guy? Mm. 
and um, it is re- it's a really weird kind of d- decision to make in a soap, which used to, I think, worry more about recasts. But honestly, I think since they've recast Todd, they've been like, whatever. Mm. And the, I, th- I think, to, yeah, to me, honestly, the, the, the most important thing is, do I like the new person or not? But, but yeah, and I just I have mean, to deal with it and, and hope that Corey doesn't do it very Coronation often. Coronation Street probably is, is more concerned with hiring quality actors who can perform the role that they want the character to take on now. Absolutely. But it is really... I just think it's weird... But then, you know, it's it's not unprecedented in Coronation Street because Nick was recast as Ben Price from, from Adam Rickett. Adam Rickett, and they could not be more diff- more different from one another. No, but because been... Adam Rickett's Nick was an absolute drip and <laughs> like a boy band, like the lost boy band member. When they went to B&Q, he got left in the bathroom <laughs> department and he's just been haunting it ever since. <laughs> Looking in the mirror. Going, oh, well. Checking out his his yeah. curtains. Oh, where am I? Oh, look at that! Mm, I flex my abs. <laughs> and then and then Nick Nick Price's Ben uh, Price. Ben Price's Nick is like couldn't be more different mm. physically and um, personality wise. So it's not like it's unprecedented. It just really I don't I don't it just feels obnoxiously different to me. And I and I still don't I'm not buying the whole like oh David you are also a tearaway teen. He was. He was very, very different. He was, he was charming. He was psychologically as a young boy, was David. Cha- like damaged. Whereas Max is just, oh, I've got too many hormones. Anyway, speaking of David, um, I, but th- I don't want to, I don't want to criticise. Was this guy Paddy Beaver? I was, was going to say Max Beavers. <laughs> Max Beavers. That's him, run. <laughs> How many can I get through in one night? <laughs> yeah, he maybe shagged all of them. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe he did. So Laura maybe it's not and a question of, of who, but how many. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he's. I don't want to disparage him because he. I think he's doing a brilliant job in the role that they've cast him to play, which is to be an obnoxious, bratty git. He is doing a fantastic job of that, but yeah. I just. I, it doesn't mean I'm enjoying watching him. Unfortunately, it's. But it's kind of like it feels like picking a scab watching these anyway like, i don't want to be doing it but it also is compelling and i can't stop um i i was i'm kind of feeling a bit I, i'm not enjoying david at the moment and he's like a proper favorite character and um i i think he was just being a massive ass to daniel this week and I, I know it's logical. an in school issue but i would have expected david to have just sorted this out because he's been a neighbor for the last few years They've you not, would think they, David they've would not have had been... massive, massive beef. I know there was the whole Bethany thing, but um... you would think he would be a bit cooler about it. And also, like, he, yeah. like some parents, to their child's detriment, almost know that their kids a little bastard mm. and never back them up, which yeah. you know sometimes um, contributes to the child's anxiety and makes them act up even more. I can imagine David being completely on the teacher's side every time. Uh, yeah, I would have thought so as well. Because I remember when I was a kid, if I ever came home from school and was like, "Hey, Mrs. Barrows, mean to me," she'd be like, "What did you do?" Mm, I think, uh, yeah, because my mom's a teacher and she's like, "Not, I'm not having none of your tricks, girl." I know that the teacher's in the right here. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just don't think this has been a very good look for David this week. It's making him boring and um, like a like a like a kind of me 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 like, oh, I'm going to get on the. I'm going to get on the peep pip there. And the fact that he still hasn't... I'm going to write an email to the school. The fact that he still hasn't said 
right, you're going to go round to Mr. Osborne's house with this wallet. You're going to tell yeah. him that you stole it and you're going to apologise like to his face. To he's like face. trying to hide it from him. He's, he's trying, trying to, to face, trying to seem cool being... for his kid or yeah, something. Yeah, what is he up to? Hide his secret. Shona was absolutely right yeah. that Max is now thinking he's going to be able to get away with anything. Idiot. And, and I, I just don't see David as the, the kind of person who missing. would put, let his son walk all over him like that. Well, I'm afraid. Well, it's, it's a shame because David is a favourite character story, of mine. Didn't we? Yeah, but uh, on the plus side, we did get the sinkhole getting a mention again uh, uh, on the, this sink week with the plaques. We had um, somebody coming around to have a look at how much it cost to, to fix it this week, didn't we? Oh, done all love. Gonna have to give you there? a quote about that. Um, well, I want to remind everyone that um, what's it face? Natasha yes. did say... Like, is that your sign, Gemma? For any, for the, the benefit of the listeners, the Gemma joke. just did a snippy snippy fingers like she's a hairdresser. That's she's your sign name for, for Natasha. <laughs> yeah. We've been my, learning actually, all about these. Actually, my now. sign name was snippy fingers next to my eyes and rolling my eyes back in my head trying to access the memory in my brain. Um, she said she'd pay for this. She did, yeah. And now, now um, uh, later on in the... In, we're going to talk about it in this storyline, but um, Gail and David were arguing about who's paying for it, and it's definitely Natasha. Natasha said she would. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to the story, then the audio visual. <laughs> I felt really bad for Audrey this week, and I also wondered what you were thinking of this, because she um, backed into a car, which is exactly what you did. Oh, thank you. Listen, and you're not 81. And I can't believe that nobody's just letting it be an accident. Yeah. Because you didn't see the car. You backed into it. If, if people... That's, if people yeah. only ever backed into cars that... Because they, they're old yeah. and they can't see properly. There wouldn't like be there very no many such, accidents It's like, like there's that. no such things as accidents in coronation. I mean, fair enough, there aren't. Anybody always... who ever has a car accident is blind. <laughs> yeah, according to the plats, mm. apart from Audrey. Mm. Anyway, so she's still mad on Monday, or is Audrey, about Rita going to Claudia to get her hair colour done. And Gail's like, get over it, just let it drop. And she's like, shut up, Gail, you don't understand what this means to me. This, this story didn't particularly work for me this week, I have to say, just on the off. That whole thing about Rita going to see Claudia to get a colour done for all these years, I thought that was just a kind of throwaway line yeah, at Norris's funeral. It was probably best that left then, as that. I exactly think it was that, because then it led to nastiness between them at the wake, and, and now it's spiralled into its whole thing, and, and, and Audrey and Rita both being fairly... Um, being, it's been carry stubborn, about it, and stubborn, stubborn and, and, and yeah... I, I, I didn't like it. That's I, th- yeah, I, I thought on. it kind of ruined everyone's character this week. It did a bit. Which is a shame, because obviously be they, were, they were like thinking, oh, we've really got to get these, you know, we've got these actresses back on the street now, we've got the older let's characters back. Let's give them something back. dramatic to do. Let's give, let's give them something. And then they gave them this. Mm. Um, Audrey is having a mope in Victoria Gardens later on, because she thinks she's passed it. And um, Shona finds her, and Audrey talks to her about, she thinks that she's a good stepmom for some reason. I've just um, that was the Max story. I found that there, there's crossover between the Max story and yeah, this one this in places. Yeah, this is all as well. Yeah. Rita comes into the pub later. She wants to have Audrey come to visit her to do her hair. And Audrey's like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do your hair if you were dead. And I used to do that for a living. Very back. Oh, thank you. Very back. Audrey yeah. nips to the loo 
And Gail invites her to the belated surprise party that they're throwing. No, Rita lips to the loo. I've written, just written Audrey. Written. They're, they're having a surprise birthday party, belated birthday party for Audrey, aren't they? Yes, they are, because it was her birthday and she's 81 and they keep bringing it up, just mm. like somebody else I know keeps bringing up how old somebody else is. On Wednesday, Gail and Sarah summon Audrey to the cafe to tell her they're having a party. And she's like, oh, you better not have invited Rita. And they're like, oh, of course they have, because literally that's... Oh, so it was the Audrey that went to the loo and Gail yeah, tells Rita. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, I This is a, kind of a bit tragic as well, because I'm sure Audrey has more friends than just her family and Rita. I know. After all these years. <sighs> the party starts, but it's just Audrey, Gail, Sarah and David, and the rest of the family can't even be bothered to turn up. Nick, Sarah, um, who else? Other people can't be bothered. Martin. <laughs> too busy being in Australia Gail left a message on Rita's phone to not come and then she turns up anyway yeah oh no before then um, they're like oh uh, Audrey do you want to to drown your sorrows she's like no I just want a lime and soda like girl but you're a massive lush and you love to get drunk oh, and he said another swear word you love to get drunk and she's like no I just want a lime and soda this really bothered me all this week was everybody telling Audrey what she wants and what she thinks Mm. She can't. She can't even order a drink without getting hassle off her kit of her family about. Oh, why don't you? Why don't you get drunk? <laughs> so she gets given all these gifts. I thought, as much as I didn't particularly like this story, and I think that's going to be a bit controversial to say this. I'm not. As to say, I'm all about not enjoying stories that other people are enjoying. But this was a great scene because she's there opening her present, and Dave, it's this she's foot kind of from David, isn't it? And David's getting. He's like trying to read it out. He's to reading like, the benefits. Yeah, and, and as he's like halfway through reading it, he's thinking, "This isn't selling it." It's like, rubbish. "Oh, it's got a corn remover for. Oh, I'm removing your your corns and um." Yeah, he's not going to get a job on QVC, is he? And then, and then, and then she's like, "This is an old woman pre- uh, present, though, isn't it, David?" And and Sarah's there with a blanket that she's oh, no, uh, a slanket, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And and we don't see this until we then cut to Sarah, and she's kind of wearing it. And says, "Oh, I'll just send this slanket back." And then Gail's, and then um, all oh, she's like, "What have you got me then, Gail?" And just like Paris slippers. Well, she starts like sort of opening it really excitedly, and Gail's like, "Oh, maybe don't open it right now. It's not that exciting." I, I thought that was a well written scene. That lady was, that slippers. Was comedic. I Nothing wrong with a good pair of slippers. I bought myself a new pair of slippers for my birthday today. Did you? Yeah, they've got a lobster on them. Huh. Um, Rita shows up, so already Audrey's having a bad day. And then along comes her arch enemy. Um, she said she heard the message, but she didn't care. She's she's not going to hold grudges at her age. And Audrey's like, look, I'm still young enough to hold a grudge. <laughs> and she storms off. Gail chases her out to the car. Audrey's fed up with being treated like a doddery old lush. And then she backs into Rita's car. You know, you couldn't you couldn't make it up, could you? That scene was not done very well. It was like clear that something was going to go on there. Um, and then it's like... Oh. Gail just oh, seems it would to be... be Rita, wouldn't it? That she backs into, and then Gail. What? What should the script writer? Sorry, whoever wrote this episode. What should we have Gail say after her mum backs into Rita's car? Ma'am, you've just backed into Rita's car, says Gail. Thanks it for that. It did seem like she was being given the job of the um, the um, audio descriptor. Yes. Or she's she's um. That's all Gail's good for at the moment, though, isn't it? Just commenting on what really happens. Bad lines and, this week. and there was there was multiple references this week to Gail also losing her faculties, didn't they? And people making fun of the fact that Gail's 
um, not quite as sharp as she used to be, but Everyone's she really, really about, isn't. It was a really depressing storyline because everyone kept saying, even Sarah was like, oh, I, I don't remember things anymore. I'm like, oh my God, is the, is the country, are we all being gassed or something? Hmm. Is that what's going on? Maybe it's a kindness. Maybe. Rita thinks Audrey did it on purpose. They have another feud and Audrey fumes off. She calls down with the plats at the bistro later and Gail wants to make sure that it was just a one-off. They're all a bit worried. They all think that she is going mad or... Um, deaf. deaf. Mad or deaf. Deaf, blind. Blind, deaf. Stupid. Yeah. And dumb. Um, Debbie shows them the Halloween Horonation Street leaflet. They didn't seem that excited. Mm. They've seen their fair share of horrors on the They're street. Like, I anyway. don't. I wanted to go to the Charity Square Hotel for Halloween. We had a, we had a drug dealer buried underneath our granny annex. Can you beat that? We had Debbie? a murder. Mm. We had a live episode. That's scary. On Friday, Audrey and Rita are having a reconciliation meeting in the cafe, and Audrey's like, "Look, don't go for insurance. Um, I'll pay for the car to be repaired." And then Gail says, "Oh no, no, no. Oh no." Rita says, "That's funny because Gail said she'd pay." You get you should get your eyes tested. And I was like, no. <laughs> Gail speaks. See, this is the thing where Audrey is in the wrong here because maybe she should get her eyes tested. And I know that there are lots of people who, you know, there are lots of things to say about older drivers and, you know, are they safe and should they have tests and Is this things. what this story is? Is this an issue story about I think older it drivers? Might be. I don't know, but the thing I have, the trouble I have with it is I do agree that, you know, as you get older, you, it becomes more dangerous. And if you know that you're you're not really driving to the best of your ability and you're putting other people at danger, you shouldn't drive. But what's the alternative for a lot of these people? Audrey's got she's a great... She's got a support. tram stop. She's got the Listen, weather-failed world wayfarer. She's well fine. Done. Audrey has got a support system in place, but there are lots of old people who literally have to fend for themselves. And when we get to 81, we're not going to have a family to look after us. We're going to have to be driving ourselves. You better hope that we've made enough money in our pensions to be able to afford taxis and things. Okay. Or maybe our robot butler can, can exactly, drive us around. Exactly, it's fine. But you Jump see what I'm the, saying? The it's, all, it's all very well, car will but be what's right. the solution? Because nobody cares about old people enough to, to posit a solution that's actually workable for them. Mm, just stick them in still waters. Just shove them in a home. Lock them in. Then they can't go anywhere. Yeah. Good job, we solved that one. Gail speaks to David about worrying about her mum, and in particular she's worried that she's going blind what if she hits someone the next time she's out driving? I mean, she would just join the club on mm. that street. Maybe they should get some bloody um, sleeping policemen. What are they called? Yeah, speed bumps. Speed bumps is what they call them now. Sleeping policemen Ken is... wouldn't allow it, would they? Save the cobbles and all that. Make them out of cobbles. Make oh, giant yeah. cobbly ones. Giant cobble. <laughs> um, they get into an argument about who's paying for the sinkhole next. Um Audrey goes to the plat chat at number eight and David confiscates her car keys. What patronising bunch of arseholes they are. And they say, right, you're not getting your you're not getting your car keys back until you go for an eye test. We've booked you one for tomorrow. So later on, Audrey has a meeting in in the Victoria Gardens with her most evil grandchild, great-grandchild, Max, and gets says, look, I know you're a thief. I've seen you stealing stuff off Rita. She doesn't bring up the fact he stole... Um, Daniel's wallet because I guess it's not public information <laughs> but that's the most recent uh, catch of his so she says go steal my keys back so he does he's really great at thieving Gail finds them and Audrey's like haha what are you going to do about it there's nothing you can do and then back at home Audrey's like I don't need an eye test 
She's very, very insistent about this, isn't she? I can't remember whether we've ever seen Audrey in glasses before. I, mean, I know we've seen Sue Nichols in glasses it's before. She's vain. I don't. I think it's because she's worried that she's not. I, I don't know. I think it's a it's a mixture, isn't it? I think it's very much in Audrey's character that she wouldn't want to have to wear glasses. I don't I think, don't that think she, it's vanity. But I, 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 think it, I, I, I think it's I agree with vanity. you that it's her in her personality, but I do think this is a story about ageing and about the sad decline of the human body. And it's horrible. I don't like it. I don't like thinking about this because it will happen to everybody if you're lucky enough to live to be old. But accepting that your body can't keep up with what it is that you want to do mm. is a hard, hard thing to accept. It is, but uh, for some people it's harder than others. And I think for somebody like Audrey, well, who's always been about the... Yeah, exactly. I think that she finds it difficult to come to terms with the fact that she's well, now an octogenarian. Like how would you like it? Well, I, I wouldn't, but I just think it's, it's, it's good that they picked Audrey for this, I think. Because Audrey always seems like um, uh, undefeatable, doesn't she? She's like... She, yeah, she really doesn't seem to have aged. She's always got the upper hand. For 20 years or more, she's just been yeah. Audrey. And she's fabulous and she's always well-dressed. And she doesn't. she's not an old lady like in the same way that Rita No, exactly. I, I think, uh, I mean, I can't remember what how old Barbara Knox is at the moment. But of the um, more senior members of the, the cast, I think that Sue Nichols has by far got, uh, you know, the... I, I don't know. What, I don't know how to put what this. Are you I, I doing? think she's. What are you saying? I think that she's um, still the, the most compelling character for me. I think that she can still be relied on to pull it out the bag and deliver some brilliant comedy she's and drama. Been a flighty, um, frivolous idiot for most of her life, and she hasn't changed. But now she just seems. Um, it kind of fits with her, her age a bit more. But she's always been. Like, ditzy. Yeah. Do you think the story's just going to end with her wearing glasses so Sue Nichols doesn't I have to wear her contact lenses when she's playing Audrey? <laughs> I don't know. I've heard people saying that they think this is a bit more of a serious storyline, that maybe she's um, she's getting dementia, but yeah, she really hasn't it, given It felt like any... it was maybe going that way before I they had... She's not, she's not forgetting things. No. She just revert Like, literally, all she's done is She forgot is to look in the, in the rear view mirror. everybody, like could do if you've ever driven a car you you may get into an accident that's why they're called accidents mm. i can't remember i'm sure she did something before that which made because she she was saying i'm fine i can see before she backed in wasn't she <laughs> I, I just didn't think it was well done famous last word yeah, yeah well look what she, i i just have a great sympathy well, you do I love think, audrey don't you yeah but I, I also I'm happy have that a she's great a sympathy for older people who are struggling with changes that that happen as you age mm. and it's not fair at all it's you know humans uh, we can't just live forever though can we no we've got to kill audrey off not unless you're william roach bailey got two pennies to rub together next um not not we just not much happens we established to a paul and ed scene at the beginning of the week that he's still got his money problems and then we have Danny, who I keep forgetting who he is when he shows up. He's talking to James and says, is everything all right with Ed? He seems a bit um, distracted at the moment. And James says, look, I don't know how we can have cash flow problems, if that's what he's saying. The amount he's been working, he must be raking it in. Um, and then also Danny says that he heard... I wish... Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I wish your job 
had a correlation between work and money. I know. Um, he also says that he heard Aggie and Grace having a bit of a barney about her being a money grabber. <laughs> so James says to Ed, look, Danny says that you're um, you're having money problems at the moment and everything. That's, that's not true, is and it? And Ed's like, oh, no. And then Aggie's like, right. He tells listen. him, she tells him everything. James can't believe it. He's Grace is about, blackmailing us. Yeah, the house, she's paying for the rent. Snagging no, she's, she's not paying for the rent. She's getting any half rent. the money off Michael. Exactly. She's, she's taking and the Aggie's baby away. And Aggie's saying, we can't risk losing glory. That's what it's all about. And we don't want to upset Michael, which is why we haven't told him. Such enough. an idiot. So, so they Honestly, just need to tell power him. of idiots. Just tell him. Um, the why end... are they not telling? It's not like Michael fancies Grace or feels guilty at all about stringing her along. Mm, I know, I know. Well, it's all worth it at the end of the day also, for Ed anyway, because he gets £15,000 transferred into his bank account by James. So thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, like the way they're like, oh, we're just really struggling with money, son. It's not your problem. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'm rich because I'm a footballer. It's fifteen grand. Mm. Oh, yeah, you are a rich footballer. <laughs> Still living with your mum and dad, though. Wow. And your boyfriend. It doesn't don't make sense. Well, the boyfriend's not living there. Isn't he? Danny, Isn't he? I can't remember. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Danny's... Anyway, nothing happened there. And then we had the uh, bit more of the pollution storyline today, didn't pollution we? Pollution storyline. Everybody's got asthma because of all the cars on Coronation Street. And that's another reason why Audrey backed into Rita, I think they were saying, was there yeah. wasn't enough room for her to manoeuvre around. Well, I don't like parking and backing up. You don't like driving full stop. I don't, no, I don't mind driving. It's just getting somewhere. I don't like parking. I'm scared of parking now. Cause, <laughs> no, because somebody backed into I me know, in a car park. Right, come on then. Smoke and rears, and then we're done with this. Uh, Sally's fed up with with waiting around for something to happen with this story, basically. So she goes and stirs everything up. She sees the councillor, um, who she used to work with, when she was the mayor of this town. And she scurries after him because he has parked on the street so that he can go and catch a tram. And she's How outraged. Very like, what the hell? Everybody knows that parking outside your house is reserved only for you and you alone. And she moans at him and he's like, look, shut up. Stop ma- you're always like this when you're on the council. Like, no, no, no. Everyone hates you, Sally. Leave me alone. It's perfectly legal for me to park wherever I like. So Sally sees Fergus. Hey, and, Fergus. And she's like, sorry, Fergus, that time that I tried to bribe you. Um, she that, that The tone of your voice there is a bit whinier. She was trying... I think I she came across as a lot more um, smarmy. She is. She's like, oh, oh Fergus, you're an outstanding just, pillar yeah. of the community, helping us with our parking woes. Um, I'm the Leo Tolstoy of Coronation Street. I can't remember. Yeah, I've written that down, but I can't remember why she said that. That was... I Continue. Um, I would like to complain about the parking <laughs> and I want you to give this guy a ticket. And he's like, well, I can't just give anyone a ticket. And she says, well, well what you can you... give anyone a ticket, but they've got to be parking in a place that's against the rules, yeah. which this isn't because it's free parking. You can Remember, park where Sally, you like, that's what you campaigned you about. Um, so she says, why don't you join our group, our campaign to make it a residents only parking zone so you can ticket everybody with gay abandon. And he's like, wow, I love having more work to do. That sounds great. And he looks I imagine excited. if I was looks a traffic warden, and every time excited. I found somebody who was parking where they shouldn't be, I'd be quite excited, I would have thought. You're the sort of person who would love to give people car parking tickets. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. I would be the sort of person who would be scared in case they, somebody jumps out at me. Would you say, sorry, but, at the top of all your tickets, and then put a little heart sorry, at the bottom but, so they didn't get mad at you? You're not allowed to park here. Kiss, 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 £50. Sally harasses the councillor again. And oh, she that, was, that was a funny line, wasn't it? Um, was that in the Nina and uh, Asher storyline where somebody texts, 
ha with a X and for a kiss and they said it was head hacks or something. No, tax. Oh, that's right, tax. Yeah, She's tar. Like, tar that's right, and yeah. she wrote an X on the end and it says tax <laughs> and it was on a cake. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody yeah. gave me a tax, a, cu- a, a cu- cake. cake that said tax on it. I'd be scared. <laughs> Wouldn't eat it just in case it was a trick. And then, anyway, Sally harasses the counsellor with her phone when he gets back to he his He starts car. filming him. Yeah. I thought that was silly this as was, well. This was like the, the week of Karen's on Coronation Street because we had Sally doing this and we also had Kevin and Tim harassing the the um, manager trying to get Corey cancelled mm. for being a murderer. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with the term Karen. I think it's misogynistic. What do you think of the term... Oh, what was it that Asha said <laughs> that she's... She said, there's a term for a fancy someone. Oh no! I don't remember what she said, but it's what the young, young people are saying. On you. No, a glomming, a glom. No, I don't know. I don't matter. Oh, oh, I'm a simp for her. They're simp. That's I right. I didn't like yeah. that. I thought, well, where do you get? What forums have you been going on? <laughs> get off Reddit. Right, with, that's that's it. I was happy to see Fergus again there. I wasn't expecting to see him. Where's Izzy? What's she doing? I don't mind. But um, Fergus, I'm all for him joining Sally's campaign. I think that could be a lot of fun. I had a dream with Izzy in it the other day. You also had a dream that I lost my teaching job. Yeah, I did. After we watched Monday's episode of Coronation Street and San Daniel getting suspended, you yeah. dreamt that I was for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it was horrible. And you were like, I don't care. And I was like, we're going to not be able to pay the mortgage. If you, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I was suspended with no pay. And I was a bit upset. Right, what so we Coronation giving this Street, week's Curry Gemma? I can only give it a zero for making me sad and giving me nightmares. I, like, uh, I, I, this week's Curry passed me by, I have to say. Uh, like I said at the beginning, thought... there, there were bits that I was quite interested in. The, the the thing with Imran and Sabine did get me kind Imran. of a bit theorizy at the end of the week, but also made me sad the, the fact that Imran has seemingly cheated on Toya, um, and everything else was just okay. Um, I, I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it um, three. I test lollipops out of five. What about you? Um, Imran and Toya are having the same argument every week. What argument? Uh, I think you fancy Sabine. No, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I thought that. <laughs> what are you giving it out of five? I, 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 want, I really, really want Toya to, like, slap somebody so much. I'll, I'll, I'll take her hand and do it for her if she wants me to. <laughs> but she needs to stand up for herself a bit more. And I really, really want a kind of empowering Battersby, like, soliloquy or something where she's like... I've been letting people walk all over me for far too long. It's about time I stood up for myself. I'm sick and tired of you lying to me. Whack. And then maybe yeah. she kills me. I don't want her to just, when this all comes out, for her to just sob and whinge and I don't want her to be it. like, oh, let's go to counselling. No. <laughs> I want her to beat him to death or something. No, I don't um, want them to stay together. I want it to have not happened. Well, they need to, st- they need to foster another child because... There's been... Oh, yeah, there's one thing a, that's going to make... That cures all oh, yeah. relationship when, problems. When it's just another random child. When you're problems, get a baby, yeah. even if it's not yours. <laughs> I, um, I want to know your score. I know, I'm, I'm trying to decide. Will you mind your own business? Yes. It's my personal score. So I'm, I'm just going to whisper it to the viewers. You're not allowed to hear it. No. It's, I'm going to give it three and a half satellite dish sized spiders. Oh, why think, is it a half a spider? I think, I think, well, is it the legs... Or is it straight down the middle? Or Even is it like... somebody been plucking their legs off the spider oh, no, and just left that. a bit cruel. in the middle? Um, I I thought it was all right this week. Um, I thought it was all right. That's I want to know right what a satellite dishes Adam's been looking at. Why? Because spiders don't get that big. These ones do. They're huge. We've well, been there. It's, should... a, it's a it's a tip in the office. I know, but I've never heard of anybody suggesting that dirt attracts spiders. 
Um, I want to give a character of the week because I need to make a cup of tea before we do oh, the news. God damn it. Um, Sorry, I'm holding you up. I find this difficult to do a character of the week because it certainly isn't David because he was a bad parent. He's an idiot. I might, I might, I might. I don't think there's anybody like Toya, maybe. Um, but she not did, Imran because he's naughty. Definitely not Imran. Sabine was kind of fun, but she. Um, She's not main character. I'd, I'd like it. I liked her scooching past in the in the kennel, like, oh, can you try? I think I might, uh, I might give it to Shona for her, her impassioned defence of teachers. I thought that that was nice of Coronation Street to throw teachers a bone because of all the. All the people. Yeah, typical that they give it to the character that's got brain damage to defend teachers. Oh, sorry. (laughs) We just don't listen to each other. No, I don't think it's. I think it's important in a marriage not to. Speaking of Shona, what we didn't mention earlier is that she seems in no way to be nuts anymore. She seems just to me like the old Shona this week, and that's what I like because I didn't really. Although there were, there have been funny moments with post Shot in a Box Shona, I, I do prefer the old one. So I liked her this week. So I'm, I'm going to give her a character of the week just in the hope that she stays closer to that. Mm. I'm going to give it to Audrey because I feel really bad for her. I think that's I a think solid choice. That she's great and I love Sue Nichols and I think that I love the character and I like the exploration of ageing even though I, I find it deeply uncomfortable. I find anything medical... I don't like watching it. It feels to me like a medical story. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. It's another one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, right. Notice that readers no. like have absolutely no nobody's nobody's questioning her cognitive abilities because she's been thick since she's first appeared in the show. Rita. Rita. She's not been thick. She's she thick. Why Just is she thick? You can be thick, but you can be wise. She's the, she's totally wise. Mavis Michael, was her, thick. Look, she's thick. She she had a bit of nous to her, did no, Peter, in the olden uh, days. She just reads stuff that she's got out of like women's own or something. No, I don't yeah. agree with that. I think she was a. You can she say what was going she, on. she all she does is trot out cliches. When someone's sad, like oh love, I understand it's hard for you. At yeah, the but moment, she hasn't always been like that. Has she? But don't forget that when it's dark. It will get light again soon <laughs> enough. That's not wise. That's just you read off a crack. Yes, and I'm saying that she, yes, she is like that now, but she hasn't always been like that. Right, Whatever. I'm done. I want to make my cup right, of tea. I want to get fine. on with the news. So that is Street Talk for this week. What did you think? Right, and then let us know. If you're going to stick around and listen to the rest of the podcast, we're going to move on to the news. We'll see you in the cabin. Right, we have got the cabin and it is that time of year, everybody. The Inside Soap nominations have come out and if you would like to vote for them, then you can head over to insidesoap.co.uk and cast your vote. We have got the voting closing, or they have got the voting closing on the 29th of October, so there's plenty of time, but don't leave it too late because you might just forget. Now, who do we have for Coronation Street this year? Let me tell you, I'll tell you some of them. Gemma can say some of them as well. Best Actress. We've got three nominations from Coronation Street. Jenny McAlpine, Molly Gallagher and Sally Carmen. So all solid picks this year, I think. Molly Gallagher and Sally Carmen have already won um, awards this year for their, uh, their portrayals. And I'm really pleased for Jenny that she's um, she's got nominated for that one as well because I think that she's... Um, Maybe been a little she's bit underappreciated. Really she's, she's worked her little yeah, socks off as it, Jenny this year. It's a very the trouble is it's a very soapy storyline, isn't it? Whereas the the, the Nina and Abby storyline is very sensational and um, uh, headline grabbing. Whereas the the Fizz and Tyrone is like 
man has a fair. Yeah, I just think that... But, but the I think work that, that they're doing is really Jenny's, good. Jenny's yeah. portrayal of, of Fizz in this situation has been top-notch. I've been really, really pleased with it. And, I, and people know I'm a Fizz fan, so I'm, I've been jolly happy with that. Um, who have we got for Best Actor, Gemma? Very exciting. Charlie DeMello's been nominated <laughs> alongside David Nielsen, who plays Roy, and Simon Gregson, who plays Steve. So, wow. That's an interesting pick. I'm, I'm, what, he's, Steve? No, yeah, yeah, Simon Gregson, because I wouldn't say that he's... Done well, a whole lot this Roy year. Roy is a bit of a. No, I think that I think that we've, we've seen been... had a bit of a Roy Naissance in the recent <laughs> years. Yeah, but Roy's been solidly um, backing Nina up. I don't think I would say that he's been the centre of a story. No, he's not. You're absolutely right. No, well, none of these have really. I don't think even well, Imran try... has. He's Imran's he's... been. Well, I, I... Imran and Toya for the first you know eight months of the year, we barely even sell them, did we? So, but he's been you know. Um, cast into the limelight well, because of this trial story and big, he's done a really really good job he was he was the one of the best parts of the the big week for Corey's 60th where he did his big speech. that's true as well yeah these do stretch back I mean I'm assuming that's why Simon Gregson's up here because of the work that he did for the Ollie story but then if that's the case why not Jane Danson in Best Actress. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that none of the other three should have should be up there, but um, I would have thought if well, I would have expected thing. to see Jane before Simon there because are, it was more Leanne's story than Steve's. A lot of really great actors and actresses on the show, and you can only have you can you can only have three three per soap. This is a very long long list as, as well. By the way, it's going to be uh, it'll get it's one of these ones that gets um, narrowed down, down to like four uh, at the end. I think Best Newcomer. So we've got um, Harriet Bibby who plays Newcomer. We've got Jude Riordan, um, Sam Blakeman, who's already, you know, filling his awards cabinet, it feels like, with um, awards uh, and gongs and trophies Swimming in the past year. Maybe he's only got one, I don't know. Um, and Tony Maudsley, um, who's playing George Shuttleworth, obviously not a newcomer to the entertainment industry, but um, to soap at least. So, yeah, not bad this year. I, th- I think um, I think that Sam is... Um, Oh, sorry, Jude, sorry, has uh, got a very good chance considering that he has already been awarded for this. But um, yeah, solid choices for the others, I think. Best villain, Gemma, who have we got? Mark Frost, who, played, who plays Ray Crosby. Maximus Evans, who plays Corey Brent. And Will Muller, who plays Harvey Gaskell. <laughs> so, or oh, who's, oh, I don't know, they're all really villainous. They are good. I, I mean, I've got a feeling I that... I want to give it to Corey. I kind of want to give it to Corey as well. I would say Ooh. that the way that people are going to vote at the moment, because um, Corey is the villain of the moment, they're more likely to pick him. I think that um, yeah. both Ray and Harvey uh, are old news. Obviously, the Harvey thing feels like it's going to um, come up again in the next however you know, month two months will it be before um the voting closes on this i don't know but i think just based on um yeah the fact that we haven't seen harvey or ray for the best part of six months i don't think things are looking too good for mark frost but or will don't Meller forget there. that will muller's got his mellorites his, his fan base and mark frost has got the frosties Oh, yeah. So they might big it up. Frosties. Um, who? Oh, I love this. Funniest performance. I can't. This is too difficult. This is a real tricky one. So we've got Jimmy Harkishin and Maureen Lipman both nominated for Dev funniest performance. Evelyn, Thank you so much for How putting possible. Dev there. I think I would just have to. I think I'm going to have to vote for I Jimmy. I want it on to be Jimmy because, because Ma- Maureen is like a standard pick. Maureen yeah, we know Lipman that she's great. And she's had so many awards and she's fantastic and wonderful. But. Um, I, I just 
Really I want... think that Dev has made me laugh more than Evelyn this year. Yeah. That's basically what it boils Dev down to. Dev is such a bloody brilliant character. Yeah. But they're both really great actors too because they can both turn They both can. That's dark. what's really, really important. They can do the drama perfectly, the, the heartfelt really, really great. Um, stuff. But um, I, I think for pure on belly laughs... Dev beats Evelyn every time. Oh, I love him Evelyn's so much. mostly just kind of good because of the the withering put downs or whatever, doesn't she? But oh, Dev's, you know. Dev, to tell you the other thing brilliant. about Dev is that he's really unique in what makes him funny, and he's made this character. Jimmy Harkison's made this character out of kind of nothing. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't think anyone ever gave him any direction to be like <laughs> the way he is. But I can't think you of just another. Just it over the years. Like, Evelyn is a very specific sort of, of time-honoured... She's bat- just bat- like, yeah. isn't she? Like, that kind of person is um, partly a creation of scripting. Well, you know, I, I don't want to dis- diminish it, but she's stereotype, isn't she? Yeah. It's Dev. Who is Dev? <laughs> is there anyone like him? I don't, I don't know. So. Like, his cringe, cringy dad side coming out now more than it ever had mm. done before. But, like, the failed Lothario... That's, that's the thing. The, it's the, the failed... I was going to say exactly the, that. Yeah, the, the, that yeah. grandiose businessman who, like, has a corner shop and a, and a kebab shop. Mm. Um, the pompous... I just think he's fantastic and and very very unique. I don't think it's very many other people like him on. on no, I I do hope that the voters um think the same as us and vote for Jimmy in this one. Best partnership, Gemma. Jane Danson and Ben Price, Leanne and Nick Tilsley. They are about to be Nick Tilsley and Molly Gallagher and David Nielsen, so Nina and Roy. Interesting. Um. Jane and Ben, they're fine, but I don't know whether yeah, I would. Theirs is a partnership, but you know those two characters, not necessarily Ben Price with Jane Danson, but those two characters have been going for oh, years. Yeah, that's part of twenty-five years they've been in each other's uh, pockets. Is that the phrase? No, I don't think it is. But oh, never mind. You can be in um, anyone's pocket. <laughs> um, but Molly, Molly and David have had some really, really precious. But that's a relatively this, this new, year. new sort of partnership. But when they work, they work, don't they? Mm. And again, I think that because of recency bias, they're probably more likely to get more votes. The thing um, is, in though, this category as well. I'll argue here that the partnerships we're talking two different things, really, because Jane Danson and Ben Price work really well together. But the characters, Leanne and Nick, have kind of been at loggerheads for some of the year. Mm. Whereas Molly Gallagher and David Nielsen, like Nina and Roy, have been quite in, quite harmonious and working really well together and, and kind of sparking off one another as characters. Yeah. And, and vibing with each other. Whereas Leanne and Nick have been, it's been a tumultuous time for them. Mm-hmm. So the actors have worked really well portraying that tension. Yeah. But will people... Will that translate to an award? I don't know. I I don't. I would say no. I'd say Nina say. and Roy are going to yeah. get it over the, those two just because. Or somebody from another soap. Because when Maybe. you're thinking partnership, you some don't of them, think, some of another soap's got to win. You don't <laughs> think dynamic between two characters, which is what it kind of should be. Yeah. You think happy, happy. Mm. Um, best showstopper. Then um, we've got um, Nina and Seb's hate crime horror and. The 60th anniversary, Save Our Street. No, what are you talking about? Why, why is it Save Our Street? Because the they whole were gonna... protest of knocking down all yeah. the... No, the, the, If they're going to say anything for the 60th anniversary, it's Jeff's takedown, isn't it? Should it should be called Henpeck Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Or um, Jeff's sadistic... I don't... Uh, sadly, I don't think that a lot of the 60th anniversary has stood the test of time, in no. the, at least in the same way as the tram crash. And obviously it's no comparison they couldn't have done it but um 
I think that for sure it would be Nina and Seb's hate crime horror that gets the vote for it's this because that was done spectacularly two. well. And, and unfortunately, lot... the 60th anniversary was just a victim of COVID. I hate to say this, but if you said to most people, oh yeah, the 60th anniversary Save Our Street storyline, a lot of people would struggle to even remember uh, yeah, what you're exactly. talking about. I, I think you're right. I think Because right. even in the week of the 60th, that wasn't the main thing that happened. No, we had Ken standing in front of a digger with his oh, carrier bags, okay. didn't we? And then they kind of went home for a bit. They're and... like, oh, let's do, I know what we could do for the 60th anniversary. Let's in, let's invoke the, the Tiananmen Square massacre. Mm. And then they they had about the um, but it was about the brewery has got some special coils Bats. or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, vote for Nina no. and Seb in that one. I would say. Um, we have got best family award. The Allahans and the Platts. Whoa, that's fantastic. Well done. Well, I think the, I did this for year. The you can't you can't vote with the Platts this year, can you? It's not that they've been bad, but they've no, just Max not been in it much. But the Allahans absolutely got a vote for them. Love this them. Year. Also, representation for Asian families. You know, the Allahans have been on the show yes, yes. for a long time, but they have never really been given the time and the sort of centre stage that they deserved. But then, you know, it's like they've, they've only really had a chance because, you know, Sunita died. That kind of ruined everything. <laughs> um, and then they, the other two were just boring children. But now they're exciting and fun and Ardy's fantastic. I never thought that anybody would take over from the Platts in my heart as best family on the street. But at, no, at the moment, every time we get inside that number seven, hooray. Um, finally, before, we got the best soap, obviously, but... Penultimate, finally, we've got the Feel Good Moment Award. Um, Carla and Peter marry, See, and James and Danny kiss. I, I wish that I'd put more thought into this because surely, surely there are better feel good scenes than Carla and Peter point marrying. Out that we forgot they even got married. I know. I mean, and also when they did, he was like on death's door. He literally collapsed onto the cobbles yeah. after he got married. That's oh, not a feel good that moment. That makes me feel all warm inside. It was all a bit. Tra- it was all a bit tragic, um, and, tragic and, and nerve wracking. And is Peter, he going to die? How Peter is this a feel good moment? Whole relationship is tragic. And... I'd say that the feel good moment was when he finally got his liver. But then we didn't actually see anything. We've barely seen him since then, have we? I assume he's <laughs> fine, but he, maybe he's down in the gutter again. I don't the know. The feel good moment of the years. Peter gets a liver. Mm. I, th- th- there must have be been other James and Danny kiss. moments this year. Fair, fair play that that's on um, there. That, that was a certainly a that, triumphant moment. It definitely was a moment that was um, a, a proper celebration of lots of things that were off-show things. Yeah. But James and Danny as characters, not necessarily... No. Everyone's I'd, top. <laughs> I mean, for, for some of these, for some of these, like I don't know what the competition from the other soaps is, but there, there is definitely some categories has got some very, very strong competition. And like, I, honestly, I, I, I don't even need to see the other soaps to think that best actress is going to go to one of the Corrie women. Surely, surely. Um, but then, yeah, with that feel good moment, I think probably the other soaps are going to be able to offer up something a bit more, um, a bit more positive than that. I don't know. Um, anyway, so that's that's it. Inside Soap Awards. Don't forget to get voting for them. Like I said, InsideSoap.co.uk. You have got until the end of the month. Um, next bit of news, just a little mini headline, and, and I don't know what you think about this, Gemma, but um, I was a bit disappointed by this one. We were wondering how many complaints to Ofcom, um, the Breeder episode last week, which caused so much Rory on Twitter would get, and sixty two. Rubbish. I was expecting in, in More, the hundreds, please. hundreds and hundreds, I thought. The the amount of um, <laughs> drama it caused on social media, 62, is like, it's nothing. I tell you what, Ofcom never go on Twitter because you'd be shocked. <laughs> I want to know, because um, I, I did say I tried to complain about something once. 
and I couldn't be bothered doing the M because it's too difficult. Um, but I want to know if I was off com. I I think what I would do is assume you have to fill in why. Why are you complaining? What yes. is, what kind of what standards has? Because people forget it's not just about. You have to say what standards, what what broadcasting standards has this breached? So I assume that Ofcom has like a space for you to write your text about what they think, what think that you think is wrong with it. Yeah. But also you can select instead just a frowny face. <laughs> and and made just me say, mad. Made me cross. <laughs> oh well. Well, it's not, not going to go anywhere, is it? No, because it, be it didn't. You know what? Do, what rule did it break? Yeah, none. Um, Sally Deniver's been a busy lady this week, hasn't she? Um, well, potentially. So there was a rumor in the Sun this week that she's going to be on Dancing on Ice next year, and Cory usually gets a um, a competitor on there every year, and it could be the turn of Sally this year because a Sun has a Sun source has said Boo. ITV have been keen to get Sally on the ice for a number of years, and she's tried to in the work tried out in the past, but they haven't been able to make it work. She's finally ready to do it. Um, now though and is already taking it very seriously and has been hitting the ice rink most Sundays um, but a spokesperson for Dancing on Ice if you're wondering what they said is we're not telling you anything basically we will uh, not comment on any speculation and we'll announce our lineup in due course that much in business I'd say this is definitely a case of there's no smoke without a fire here. Would there's not such surprise thing me. as a smoke machine. I hate that phrase. <laughs> yeah, it would not surprise me to see Sally strapping on the uh, ice skates come January well, and um, this, pirouetting round the rink. This quote from the Sun is like, she, she's tried out in the past. Makes it sound like you, you have to have a minimum standard of skating. <laughs> but I thought that was the point of the show. Well, some have they got... just outed themselves here? I don't know. Um, anyway, best of luck is to she Sally. Be one she of is these doing it. People that genuinely can't skate and dance, or is she going to be one of these people who's like, I have absolutely no background in any of this, but I did ballet for twenty-five <laughs> years. I don't on know. skate. This isn't all Sally's been up to. She's also been doing um, climbing up the O2. So Lorraine Kelly, famous for being shot in the ass by Gail Platt, <laughs> uh, who's also a TV She's presenter in the things. UK. Um, she is doing a breast cancer campaign, which is obviously something very, very close to Sally Deniver's heart um, after her experience um, with the disease. She has got this campaign called Change and Check, um, and this is coinciding with Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, Lorraine and Sally are going to be scaling the O2 arena because it is, and I quote, UK's biggest boob. Um, I thought that was Piers Morgan. Ah, uh, it looks like a booby, doesn't it? On the well, side, that's silly. yeah. The, I, I, I don't know how EastEnders how can get a, get it in their intro sequence every week. Um, anyway, well, well good well, look, luck. Can I good just luck. say something? Earn lots of money. It's and all very well awareness. saying she's launched an awareness campaign for Change and Check, but there's no point us talking about this unless we're going to say what this campaign is. What is it? Well, you need to check and the signs for breast cancer. And probably not everybody wants to hear this, but listen anyway, because let me just remind everybody, men have breast tissue as well. Don't think that you, if you're a bloke, you shouldn't be checking this. Right, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. You need to right check Right now, live on for... the podcast. <laughs> is that, I was going to say, is this podcasting's first live <laughs> breast check? But I'm sure it's not. Okay. Um, lumps, swelling, blood... Bloody discharge. I don't have That's any of probably that. Probably a pretty big sign, I would have thought. Mm. Lumps in armpit. Don't forget that your the breast tissue does extend quite far up 
It's not yeah, just... Yeah, I'm getting my fingers right in my armpits right, at the moment. Right, shove them oh, in okay. there. Dimpling. No. Uh, a skin rash or skin thickening. No. Okay. Nipple inversion, unless it was already that way, I guess. Okay. Unusual I'm not pain. comment on that one. And colour change. No, I'm fine. Right, be careful and check these every month, I guess. Do okay. you reckon? Yeah. Check and check. Change and check. I don't know why it says change and check, but the, the main point, I guess, is that if something is normal for you, but then it changes, even if it might be normal for other people, if it's a change for you, you need to get it checked out. And don't worry, because the sooner you get it checked out, the sooner it'll be sorted. And they can sort these things out. Don't be scared to go and see the doctor. Go yes. go get it sorted out. And keep going back if you, if you think that something's wrong, yeah. because I don't want to go into it, but this is... My mum, she died of breast cancer and her doctor didn't um, think she had it. Well, we said this before on the show and I've said this many times about different stories. Be your own advocate. You have to you have to fight for your own rights as a patient and make sure that people listen to you and take you seriously, especially if you're a woman, because doctors really do not like to listen to women telling them that they're ill. Nice, nice. So there you go. Not just not just saying there's a campaign. Actually saying what it's about. Yes. Make sure that you check. I've never heard check. of the O2 being called a big boob before. No, I've never heard this either. Where's the, is the, what's the nipple then? Because oh, it's got like a big... A, I know, but it's, it's got, got a big... spiky bits. If your boob looks like the O2, then I think you definitely need to get it checked out. Yeah, especially if, if bloody Lorraine Kelly's climbing up the side of it. <laughs> bloody Lorraine Kelly, is that the discharge? Yeah. <laughs> right, we've been joined by a cat here. Hello, Abby. Just purr very noisily now, into the microphone, Now, cats have got, like, please. many nipples, so you've got to check each Yeah, one. if you're a cat, you've got six things to check here. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Right. Abby's all right. Finally, Katie McGlynn. Remember her? She played Sinead. She's been on Strictly, which started last weekend, oh, yeah. and I think she did okay. We haven't seen this, um, but thank you very much, Rebecca, for sending in this and all the other news that's been going on uh, this week. Katie got 6556. Is that a 10 or is that a 9? I can't remember. I thought it was out of 10,000. There were no vote off in week one. So whatever score she got, she won't go in home. But um, the score's being added to this weekend's scores, I think. um, Important information. Good luck, Katie McGlynn. She danced the tango to Black Hole by Griff. I don't know this song. I don't even know who Griff is. young Griff was a character in Game of Thrones. I've got no idea. So maybe it's an Ed Sheeran thing? I was thinking of Griff Reese jones Maybe, maybe it's like a, a spoken word comedy album. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, good luck, Katie McGinn. Oh, thank God. Keep on dancing. What did they say? Keep dance dancing. Oh, dance off. Yes. Go, Katie. <laughs> um, right. We are going feedback to finish time. this podcast. It is feedback time. Let's do it right now. Feedback time. I just feedback. want to say something quickly. What? I looked up, probably got to read read about this change and check it's not change you well, boob I drink my tea that I made earlier you tell me Listen, about this while I drink my tea it's about when you get changed you check mm. so when you get changed check change and check that makes sense I thought, I thought it might be um like if you're not checking then make a change and check yeah change your ways mm. <laughs> okay what did the Facebook group think of last week's Coronation Street well they thought it was 3.35 I loved watching this this week because it was obviously going to be a very very controversial week with the whole Frieda episode and Norris's oh, funeral yeah. which is a bit iffy as well and I think there's a huge range we got like some people voting like zeros and ones and other people voting four and a half and five it was a huge huge range so um, yeah it's averaged out really t- towards the middle with 3.35 and that includes five geriatric backstabbers from Chad 
<laughs> Chris gave it three voicemails left for someone who can't hear out of five. <laughs> and uh, Judith was my pick of the week this week. She gave it three dodgy pills at the bottom of Audrey's bag, but turned out to be Tic Tacs out of five. But so here's thank my you, question. Three and everyone who voted this week. Are they what? actually Tic Tacs or are they blindness pills? Blindness pills. Yeah, so she can't see when she's back in around a corner. I don't know, maybe, maybe. Right, so I wanted to start off the um this feedback section by saying thank you to everybody who um contacted us about our bonus podcast this week, which I was a little bit nervous about before we recorded it, but it turned out quite well, didn't it? So if well, you haven't the... listened to it yet, this was where we predicted what was going to happen this Christmas on Coronation Street with the uh, very scientific method of picking bits of paper out of jugs and just putting them together, and it was a nice. And always check your jugs. Yes, talking of jugs. Um, so the, it, it it was quite fun. And it was not reading off a script, which is what sometimes our um, some of our bonus episodes can be when we're doing the character profiles and stuff. And it seems to have gone down well. I, I'm sure not everybody enjoyed it, but I, as I, said, I do appreciate well, the people, people that who, did were blissfully quiet. That they did. Well, somebody, like I've got Lauren here. So Lauren says, hi, I just listened to the bonus podcast. I absolutely loved it. Definitely the funniest you've done. Four exclamation marks. <laughs> yeah. Gemma. I couldn't stop laughing. You should do more kind of games episodes. Oh, good. I think, yeah, maybe we should. I mean, we said, I was saying the other day, I texted you and said, oh, we should do something like like spooky plot random things for Halloween or something. I don't know. Um, I I never really go down that road. We've done a couple of gamey ones, haven't we? Like um, we've done like 20 questions from Corrie before and we've done... Do you remember that one where we had... Um, famous Coronation Street quotes and we had to say them in the, in the voice of a different, of a different co- character really and you had to say well, yeah. who said the quote originally and who, like, who say you the, pretending say to famous be. Beck yeah. quote as, as death. As, yeah, exactly. Um, I also, it's fun, it is fun. Didn't we also do the Google comp- autocomplete of Oh yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Um, yeah, so we'll maybe do it again um, if you like it and if you don't, we won't. Um, Rachel's written a bit of a longer um, podcast what we're talking about feedback thingy email that's the word about this so Gemma do you want to read this one out I hope you're both doing well in your new house and happy birthday to Gemma for this hooray she says week but we meet we know it's you mean Gemma's month. birthday month Gemma you are now 39 haven't you as we've been recording it it's now quarter past 12 so you are officially the birthday girl so happy birthday no. Gemma no, get off of me. Give me a kiss. No, you're birthday mean. Birthday kiss, please. Why are you mean to go. me Happy about birthday, being older? You. You're so horrible. No, you're wise. I don't care about it till you start going on about it. It doesn't mean anything. Rachel says, I just wanted to say I absolutely loved your bonus podcast this week with all the randomly generated Christmas storylines. It was so <laughs> hilarious. I had to try and stop myself from bursting out laughing on the bus. Don't, just, 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 just let chuckle. it take you and over. And yeah. us. Yeah, people say, what are you laughing about? Well, actually. No, I think the answer would be, you wouldn't get it. it. (laughs) As someone who's always coming up with fake scenarios and trying to predict what's coming up in the future on Corrie, I loved hearing how you tried to weave all of these crazy plot lines together, especially with the inclusion of so many side characters. I would love for you to do this concept again, and I was thinking it could almost become part of your yearly predictions podcast at the start of each year, of which I also love listening to, whereby you do your own predictions and then let the magical coloured pieces of paper also predict the following <laughs> year, probably quite chaotically. It'd probably do a better job, but probably be more accurate than we can come up with. I don't know. I can't even remember what I predicted no. for this year, but um, some years I, I get really not much of it has happened. Competitive, and I want to get it right, and I try really hard to think, and sometimes I, I just want to try and be more imaginative and. Yeah. If I was in charge, this is what I would have happen. Yeah. It's fun to do the predictions. I also like to hear other people's predictions. Oh, yeah, me too. Well. 
Rachel says, anyway, just wanted to say how much I love that episode. And in fact, all your episodes at the moment, they have been my go-to thing to listen to moving back to uni. Oh, thanks. Looking forward to all your future episodes, especially those concerning the Super Soap Week. Yes, not too long before Hello, that comes. Street. Right, Nancy. Um, she now this is interesting. This is um, Nancy's perspective on the Frida episode last week. She says, "One day, my mum met up with a friend who was deaf, but my mother was still able to communicate with her. I was amazed at the way she was talking with her, considering I don't know if she knew how to sign." This is the context in which I watched Wednesday's episode. I like seeing all the different points of view, and I love the empathy Rita showed Rita, who expressed Frida. herself. Rita, bleh, Rita showed Frida, who expressed herself beautifully. Bernie's apology to Frida was wonderful and it was good to see that Gemma is still going ahead with the cochlear implants. Um, now one of the best parts of Norris's funeral, Nancy says, was Rita's words. I loved the fact that Friday's episode is open with her and her conversation with Gail after Audrey left. The scene with Mary viewing Norris was beautiful. I felt bad that Frida didn't get to see Norris though and I loved the scenes between Gail and Audrey. Yeah, this has reminded me. Um, we haven't seen the uh, the paper boy in this week's Coronation Street half I, I, I don't I, I I'd be really sad if that paperboy is gone. That's a Corey icon. Because we can't say, well, at least he's retired now and he's enjoying life, not having to work. No, he's, he's not. He's, he's a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And there won't even be an icon show about him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I like the way Yasmin handled Z- uh, Zidane. What's going on with him this week? I would like to know where yeah. he got the money, though, and also who scammed Alia. Could they be related? Mm. I hope David listens to Shona. Daniel needs to calm down if he's going to be a good teacher. If Max needs help, then David needs to take some responsibility yeah. and get him some. Also, why does Daniel need to justify who he tutors? Exactly, Nancy. I didn't get this. It's not like it's a free bloody service. Mm, you're right he does need to calm down as well I think that you you can have confidence but if you're new to the job which he is you can't just be everything you you can't you can't you've got to toe the line and follow the rules and keep your head down to start as confident a person as you might be honestly Daniel Um, and Nancy says that um, Frida was her character of the week and she gave the episodes four out of five songs that Norris did not like (laughs) (laughs) Um, finally we have got um, some tweets from Rebecca and um, I I forgot to copy these into my note file this week so I do apologise Rebecca but I'm on Twitter now and we're going to attempt to read your tweets backwards to see what you had to say about last week's Coronation Street and Gemma as we're taking turns this is, this oh, is you it's me, is that's it? doing Thanks this well this. I can do it if you want do you want me to have a go I'll at doing this it. okay go for right. it right I'm on your side I really enjoyed the Wednesday's episode and enjoyed the whole signing thing without talking between Frida and her friend they could possibly have created drama without Frida kidnapping Alad but you'd know he wasn't going. she wasn't going to hurt Alad in the end Chesney did my head in, and I blame him and Bernie for causing the problem in the first place. Even though I can understand Frida's reasons for not wanting Alad to have the implants, with the technology we have now, it can only improve Alad's life. I also like Lisa as well. She gave Roth a good energy. I like the funeral. I was worried it was going to be too silly, but they I think they stuck the right balance, struck the right balance. I enjoyed the many callbacks within the episode, and love Roy reading the letter from Norris, even though Ken thought it should be him. I knew the paperboy wouldn't have anything in it, and it made me sad. The paperboy is now destroyed. I also like the Mary and George scene too. The Zidane stuff seemed to end abruptly, and I'm also glad Yasmin has got some stuff of her, some of her mojo back. I'm hopeful for Ali and Ryan to get back together as well. And even though Zidane provoking Ryan was annoying, Zidane was always sticking his nose in Ali's business last time I was on the show, so it wasn't out of character. I don't think anything will happen between Daniel and Summer. She might develop a crush on him, but that's as far as it will go. 
I think Max will think something is happening and David will report Daniel with also him nearly attacking Max. I still don't mind new Max, as Callum was a little git too, so Max would just be as bad. Carly wasn't innocent either. I also like seeing David and Shona together in scenes too, and I think they have softened Daisy a bit as well. I really hope it's finally revealed to Kelly that Gary killed Rick, as even though Gary will get punished for what happened to the Rick, to Rick, the story will finally be put to an end. I also thought, like you, Michael, that Mia might have a crush on Kelly, but it's interesting to find out her mother was a victim of Rick. Character of the week was, like you two, was Frida, and I give it four X characters shouted at by Audrey out of five. Lovely. You read that very well in the end, <laughs> considering we were reading it backwards. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch with this week. Always lovely to hear from you. And um, I think I think that's about it, because... I'm a little bit tired. It is Gemma's birthday. I also maybe Woo! want to play on my new Switch game for a little bit before oh. I go to bed because that's quite fun. Um, but I'm not allowed to talk about that. And um, that's it. So what have we got next? Um, Can I just clarify, what? you're not allowed to talk about it because it's embargoed, not because I've got some kind of rule about you talking about Nintendo in my presence. I am playing an embargoed game at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. Or even say whether it's fun or not. But I, uh, <laughs> no I do more. want to go and plan no it now for a little bit before no I more. go to bed. No more. Right. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. We'll be back next weekend with more Conversation Street. And before that, in fact, with a bonus podcast. What's happening yes. there, the bonus podcast? You'll find out soon Woo. because it'll be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I don't know when it comes online. Thank you to everybody in advance for all the lovely, wonderful birthday messages you're going to be sending. I've already to had Gemma. a great birthday you messages have, you on have Facebook. Had some on Facebook Thank you very much today. to everybody that's wished me a happy birthday. And um, please continue to maintain that energy for the rest of the month. Yeah, as it's a tradition. <laughs> right. Are we going to say Spotify and all that stuff? Oh, we, we can do. We Spotify, can do. Spotify, Facebook, Instagram. We've had a couple of new members on our Twitter, Facebook group this week, Patreon. haven't we? Who said lovely things? Oh, about good. the podcast that's nice um, YouTube we uploaded the Becky Granger character profile on yes. YouTube this week didn't we that was quite nice to revisit that one uh, that's it that that's it, it everybody thank you thank you for listening goodbye see you next time ta for now the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com <laughs>